the Fan Freaks Podcast number 104. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is George, the Bone King speaking, and I'm joined by... Slowly turned into William Shatner. I was trying to get... Oh yeah, you're listening (laughs) to us... And I am Adrian, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandiose goals. Yeah! Oh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) And it is I, Dr. Rude, Ramos, MD. No, no, James, we're doing character voices. You can't use your regular voice for this. What? (laughs) Why? You know, funny enough, a lot of people met Macho backstage, right? And guess what happened? Everybody thought... This was not his voice. He would just talk like that. And then Bob Barker said, hey, you better do something about that voice. And I said, what voice are you talking about, brother? Hey, uh, uh, um, Macho Man Randy Savage, you better do something about that voice. <laughs> oh, anyway. nice, brother. Silent Hill 2 reference. I elbow drop pyramid head one time. Yeah. Radical. Welcome you to know, the show. You. you know, someone who doesn't like Macho Man, you do a really good Macho Man. I fucking adore Macho Man Randy Savage. I fucking hate oh, that's he right. you hate Hogan. That's he right. wouldn't be on the show. Right. I, no, got him, I got I got him mixed up. That's right. He hates Hogan. Anyway. And Ultimate Warrior, I'm glad he's dead. Right. Fuck you, Warrior. We've established that. Alrighty. Is it safe to continue? <laughs> Today's show. Today's show, we have something very, very special planned for you today. It's a brand new slash old concept. Um, we're Reworked. To be- a reboot, if we, you will. We put it in the blender, added uh-huh. a little Dr. Rude, and came out with a new show. Not a redux. Chemical I know we keep talking X. about that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> today we're going to be doing a case of episode of Code Veronica. So the yes. case X. of Code Veronica. The case of Code Veronica. Well, does it really have to specifically yes. be... All right. What? You really? That's going to be a factor. Yes, in the because thing? Code Veronica was missing details, and they had to rush it to production to meet the the sales goal for Sega Dreamcast. It's actually part of its reasoning why X came out but later. The additions that they did add are not really anything vital to the gameplay. They're all addition. We'll get into that in it's our show topic started. for today. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into that. Don't worry. Um. But before we get into any of that, let's get into our recents. Who wants to start us off? Should I, since I wasn't here? Yeah, do it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, all right. So, all meaty, as we like to say, right? Juicy and whatnot. So, here are my recents. A lot of this is going to involve Dead by Daylight, and it's in the news as well, so I kind of have to make sure I don't segue into it. So, here we go. Talk to us about Tag. First things first, Dead by Daylight has a new killer. Another one? Yes, a brand new killer. Oh, Hellraiser, right? That is, yes, that is correct. His name is Pinhead, or as they call him, the the Cenobite. Oh my God, Cenobite. Help me here. Did anybody else watch Hellraiser? I did. I watched the first one. I didn't think it was that great. Oh, okay. All right. I, it, I don't know. Apparently it gets better. It's, it's, look, it's a little slow in the beginning. I'm not going to lie, but the fucking makeup and like the actual oh, visual no, effects no, no, are no, no. That, What are we talking about? I'm sorry. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. What about No, no, no. Welcome. Like, I didn't like <laughs> the first one. Oh. I didn't, okay. I didn't really care no, for the, it. No, the name of their thing is Cenobites, right? right. Yeah, so that's how you pronounce it. Cenobites. Yeah, they, okay, so that was it, the discussion. Yes, in Dead by Daylight, he is called the Cenobite. Okay. Um, his ability is essentially- But it is, it is Pinhead. No, it is. Yes, it is totally. It is the Hellraiser paragraph, 
because there's no survivor with this killer. It's just the killer, so it's not a full chapter. Yeah, because no one's Wait. been able to escape from him, right? Well, no, because Kirsty or whatever was a survivor. Hold for on, a bit. I'm confused. What do What's you mean? The, what is happening? Okay, so Dead by Daylight. No, I got that. Dead by Daylight DLCs are usually listed as chapters. Okay, but when it's not a full killer and survivor and map package, oh. it's considered a paragraph. I don't know if it's a pun okay, or something I stupid, but that's what they do. Right. I don't know. The same thing was for Leatherface. He didn't have a stage or a survivor. It's just it Leatherface. Just Leatherface. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, I don't really. Hate that. They didn't. They didn't do a survivor with Leatherface. I mean, I really don't know who you'd pick. I mean, yeah. maybe one of the people that the teenagers. Oh, the guy in the wheelchair. <laughs> oh fuck yes. <laughs> fuck, I would do it. Fuck yeah, I'd mean that. How does he hide in a locker? <laughs> Bro, he he folds it. You've oh, seen those okay. things. In any case, he, his power is that he can summon chains, which is very apropos for sure. Pinhead. Yeah. Um, to be honest, his ability is really fucking annoying and scary. Uh, okay. So two things. Um, he can basically create a portal that. When you put it down, your camera switches to the first person uh, person of the chain, and you guide the chain as it goes into people. So think the Ooh. evil, like think the Evil Dead, um, Sam Raimi camera like the, angle, the, the, the rocket from Metal Gear. Yes, yes, the stinger thingy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Where you're guiding it through, and Nikita. you and you hit Nikita it on Nikita rocket. That's and cool. once that hit, oh, you're right. It's the Nikita. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, and once it hits them, three other chains show up, and they have to break them off before they can run away. Okay. So Ouch. it basically helps you in the the chase. To and I, them. I imagine Pinhead is slow. Well, he has a basic killer uh, walk speed, so oh. it's like it just is really hard to get away because he right. will like keep you there, but he has to land those chains. Right. Another part of his ability um, is the uh, lament configuration, which is the box, yeah, the right. puzzle box that you have to open the box yes. before he comes. Um, and that's the whole joke right now because when you solve the puzzle box, yeah. because there's a timer, if you don't solve the puzzle box, a bunch of chains appear for everyone and it fucks everybody up. So Ooh. you want to solve the puzzle box, but if you do, you get, you, uh, run the chance of summoning Pinhead. So as you're solving the puzzle box, the killer can teleport to you, whoever's solving the box, and he goes, you opened the box. I came. And he just shows up, and he starts coming after you. Got so it. it's like it's a very risk reward. You stop the chain thing, but then he knows where you are immediately. So he right. literally comes. Yes, he literally comes right at you, and everyone is just so On surprised you? when he comes. It's very shocking. Now we say this as a joke, by the way, but Pinhead as a character is all about like orgasmic pleasure and pain. So who's to say this is even a fucking like a uh, joke? He Clive could. Barker's a weird dude. Like he's just a, he's just real, and in, you know what I realized in this DLC, Pinhead legitimately freaks me out. Why? Like I don't know something about him gets under my skin. <laughs> um, if you watch the it movie, it sounds like you want to do a Hellraiser special. I kind of do because there's something about Pinhead. Like all all slashers and killers are all based on some sort of fear, obviously, right? And you know me, I'm all all the one to make the first sex joke. And you know what? I'm all fucking kink inclusive and positive. Pinhead is like... Baldo is a Cenobite that escaped the Hellraiser movies. Well, he's a nice <laughs> Cenobite. <laughs> he's, he's a servant Cenobite. But no, it's like something about taking kink culture and like... To its extreme. Yes, and perverting it, like ironically yeah. enough, um, where where it's like it's consent is not a thing no. with them at all. It's all about... There's no safe word. No, there's no safe no word. No aftercare. No aftercare. There's no fuck... It's all irreparable damage, body horror shit. Like, it's, it's taking something that I'm like okay with and just 
It's it's like the 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 Duke in Resident Evil Village. Right. Where it was like you took a big guy and you you maxed the slider I, too far. There literally is one of those. No, I know bl- Butterball. Bl- Butterball. Yeah, which yeah, exactly, <laughs> which fits on that category where like I don't find Butterball attractive because he's literally the slider on maximum right. times five. So anyway, it's a great chapter. I'm actually really liking it. It's probably one of the best killers added to the game. Nice. Okay. Um, my other recent for cause don't worry, I only have two recents. Most of the things are news because I was uh, my playing. My recents these. are also really short. I have a lot. Alrighty, more time for the case. And the last thing on my recents is uh, so I had a poll. Remember, I told you guys I had a poll going on on my Super Discord. Super Mario Sunshine on it weekly. Huh? <laughs> oh, po- oh my God, weekly. What do you think? I'm an amateur. <laughs> in, any, in any case, uh, we had a poll on my Discord to decide what game I'd play for this Super month. Super Mario Sunshine. Super Mario Sunshine was the winner. But so um, since it was the winner, I went ahead and loaded it up. And when the title screen showed up, I went ahead and played Super Mario Sunburn. What? 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 Why Sunburn? Okay. Uh, Sunburn. See, there you go. I wanted to get that little look of confusion. So Sunburn is a mod that the community has made that essentially adds more moves that were cut out of Sunshine. So, like, in Super Mario 64, you can um, dash jump, you know, the blahoo jump where you crouch. Now you can do that in Sunshine, and you couldn't do that previously. No, you couldn't. It restores a bunch of moves that were cut out of the game. Um, You know how in Sunshine you can see other maps, like fucking Dark Souls style, when you're in that map? You can jump over the border, and it'll teleport you to that map now. Oh, okay, that's cool. So you can literally but stage But Sunburn hop. sounds like added difficulty, though. You'd think, but it really isn't. It, it's honestly just more content. They added three more stages to the game. One of them is oh, the... Oh, that's cool. Exactly. One of them is the, the Wind Waker um, stage from Zelda. The fucking... The, the first island that Link starts out in, in Wind Waker. I think it's called Offset Island or something like that. So that's a fucking stage in Super Mario Sunshine. And uh, just a lot of other quality of life improvements that I'm really, really digging... Uh, yeah, and Super Mario Sunshine is such a very, like, well-polished game. Like, there's so much effort in, like, the character movements and the music and the colors. It's, mm-hmm. it's so neat. It's such a good little game. Um, go ahead. I forget. Did Where did we rank that in the Talking Tears that we did with, I think, Julian? Yeah, um, and or, honestly... Or, or was it Mario Sports games that we did that Talking Tears of? I, th- I thought we did that with Captain N. But either way, uh, I'm just saying that I didn't rank it high enough because Sunshine has a lot of love and care put into it, and there hasn't been another game like Sunshine in a very long time. That's true. Oh, also, holy shit. You know how in in Sunshine and in 64, when you you know select your mission, before you go in, it changes the map before you go in? Right. This mod makes all of the missions active at the same time. So, so you can you could tackle it in any order and all in that? In any order. Plus, if you when you get a star, it doesn't boot you out of the stage. It keeps you in. Oh. So you can just get all of the missions all together and tackle them in any order. So I have a question for you. Since you've tackled 64, I think you did that for Christmas? I did, yes. And now you did Sunshine. Well, I'm not done with it, but yes. Well, you're going to be done with, I'm sorry, Sunburn. Hopefully soon, yes, with Sunburn. Would you, for Christmas, do Galaxy? Not unless it won on a poll. I am not a big fan of Galaxy. If we want to eventually Isn't do that a the ca- one that on the box art it supposedly spells. Like, oh, you, you are, are Mr. Gay. gay yes, oh, you are Mr. Gay. Yeah, no, I don't know where the fuck, how or even how the astronomical odds of this thing even occurring or whatever. On the- well, there's penises on the Little Mermaid. 
That the, might have been intentional. I don't no, that, know. that was intentional. That's super intentional. It has to be. I don't know about it's, you it's, or it's Mr. Gay. It's on the poster art for Little Mermaid. And oh, I thought it was a VHS cover. No, no, no. If, you, if you're if you confused on what we're talking about, look up You Are Mr. Gay Mario. I'm sure there's nothing weird that's going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and I, I don't know if I'll do Galaxy unless someone really wants me to. I'm not a big fan of how they... I mean, personally, I would really love if you fucking played Dino Crisis this year, but, you know, whatever. So I have a thing planned for next month. It's not Dino Crisis, but it's going to be something special. What? Next month, Dino so Crisis, then we don't give a fuck. Well, fucking pay attention to the Discord poll sometime then. Just kidding. It's not going to be on there because I learned my lesson about putting Resident Evil games on the poll. <laughs> it's not a Resident Evil game, though, motherfucker. It's a survival uh, horror game. So? That's what he's trying to no, say. No, no, but it is very close. No. It is closer than most. I don't care. It's Actually, not Dino frame, Crisis. Dude. <laughs> like, I'd argue Dino Crisis 1 is way harder than the first for I agree. Oh, Dino yeah. Crisis 1 is hard as fuck. I don't know. That's why I never beat you it. You actively shouldn't fight the dinos. There's a lot of verticality to that game's design where you go into vents and shit. I Not can't... only that, there's easily ways to one-hit die. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. The T-Rex breaking that. in through the hallway is fucking terrifying. Yeah, and there's just some stuff like that. Which was the one that gives you the shock baton? The shock baton? That's Dino oh, Crisis Resident Evil 2. 5. No, shut up. Dino, Dino Crisis 2. Dino 2, right? Yeah. yeah. Dino 2. That's where it became very arcadey. Land Before yeah. Time 2 was where you can get the stun gun. Aww. Aww. Come on, Crisis Sarah. There's a lady with red hair. We don't talk of Dino Crisis 3. That was Zombie T-Rex, right? That was... Wasn't that Gun Survivor 4? Dino Stalker? Yeah. <laughs> Dino Crisis 3 is the one in space where they did Nano Machine T-Rex. Right. Okay, we're actually horrendously off topic yeah uh, sorry when I, were we ever on topic you're so right um but that's all i got for reasons who wants to follow me up uh should i literally do all i've got is hunt all that's right. it oh well no we, they have a new deal actually it's a shared one for us because they have a new event yeah event. i was about to say i even saw it on so it's, it's, i wouldn't I know if i call well they do have dlc because there is new skins but there is a new event mm-hmm. uh and with the event we've gotten uh three total New Native American characters. Added I was to the just game. about to say, how are there not more Native American characters well, in this time period where this game takes place? Like, well, uh, and with that, we did have originally a DLC one uh, Native American character that was DLC, but they introduced three more. Who was the first one? Uh, the first son, I think, or oh. whatever. Oh, like, okay. its aesthetic is very Native American, but they added throwing axes. And a bow and arrow. A bow and arrow. Tomahawks. Uh, well, so the, pro- the, the they had to specifically call it throwing axes because there's already a trait in the game called huh. tomahawk. That's fun. Because tomahawk is a is a trait that lets you throw your melee weapons. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and you, you can. And pit, there's a well, trophy to kill somebody with one. Yeah, it has specifically has to be the sledgehammer. But yeah, so like there's melee weapons you can, other than the weapons that you carry with you. Can you throw you, the boom lance or no? No, so that's what I was saying. Oh, fuck. Boom lance, that's cute. I like boom uh, lance. It, it, it's not the weapons that you have equipped. It's throughout the map, mm. there are melee weapons laying around. There's an axe, a hammer, pitch a, a pitchfork, and a shovel. Yeah, that's it. The shovel's okay. the worst of them. But uh, Tomahawk lets you take those and throw them. Okay. So that's why they couldn't call this new weapon the tomahawk because it would get confusing. I so mean, it's called the throwing axe. Real but, tomahawk, <laughs> like I don't but know. But the bow and arrow's stupid. I love the bow and arrow. I think it's it's the stealth weapon that Hunt needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not OP by any means, 
And I found out that the uh, the frag arrow is not a one-hit kill. It is not. It Because it does regular arrow damage, and then it's two seconds before it explodes. Oh. But when you use the bow and arrow, can you, like, mutate your arm into, like, a giant blade and then do, like, a charge? What are you talking then about? Then I'm not interested. My, my boy Krauser already made it way better. <sighs> anyway. Um, Gotta bring so. it back. Gotta bring it back. Contractually and it, and each event they they kind of change the mechanic. That That's right. They kind of change the Final mechanics of this remake. event of the events, and this one's a. <laughs> he didn't have to. He did not have. I to. gave them an extra spot on the bingo. So for free. they changed the mechanics of the event, and this time when you start the event, you choose one of two paths. It's the the throwing the something. Action. Well, it's the something of light and the something of dark. Stop it. Quick, Adrian, no, tell me to stop. use the knife so that way they can get a next one. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm your ride. <laughs> where, where will you go? It's um, a long walk. I'm going to cuddle with Lily. <laughs> oh, she would love that. Uh, anyway, so I like it because you. Uh, it, it gives Lily's you, my dog, by the way. Sorry. Go ahead. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> uh-huh. You get to start and choose one of two paths, the path of light or the path of dark. And depending on which you choose is which of the two weapons you get, either the bow or the throwing axe. I went axes, he went bow. Yeah. But cool. then, if you complete the uh, the, the event, event skill tree, tree, the skill tree, basically, then at the end of the tree, you get to start over and do the other one. So you yeah. won't miss out on it, is the point. You have to complete And you have, like, almost 30 days yeah. to do this. Oh, wow. So it's time, too. Oh, yeah. There are 27 days total. Huh. Well, 27 was yesterday. I said total. All right. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, so far I like it. Okay. It, it, the, the the weapons they've added seem like they fill in a nice slot in the game. Specifically the bow. It's it, it fits nicely between the hand crossbow and the full crossbow. Because mm -hmm. I I don't know if you remember, but in hunt weapons take up slots. Uh -huh. There's small slot weapons, medium slot weapons, and large slot weapons. Oh, tell me about it. Okay. So I can't say anything else. Go ahead. My point is that the hand crossbow is a small slot weapon. Uh huh. Full crossbow is a large slot weapon. They made the bow a medium slot weapon, which gives it a little more flexibility in what you can pair it with, which mm -hmm. I like. Especially because if you have a perk called Quartermaster, you can carry a large weapon, like a bomb lance, mm -hmm. and a bow if you wanted to. Okay. So Explo I like that. Super I like that. fucking stealth if you wanted. It is very. It is. It, I think it's the quietest weapon in the game. Because I, even the crossbows have a bit of a ping sound. A ping. And this is mostly just just uh, the arrow. Speaking of... Um, I'm sure the mic picked that up. Yeah. For, for Hunt, I, I just want to share this with you. I've been playing recently, and I've actually been doing a lot better. I'm very yeah. proud of myself. I, I He's reached, a five-star now. I, ah. So there's... there's uh, what, what was it? Matchmaking rank? Yeah. Is that what it's called? MMR. It's for fun and for glory. <laughs> well, originally your max matchmaking rank was hidden from you, but in a recent update, they actually made it so it's public information, like you can see it. I would hope so. That's a good feature. Like you'd yeah. want to see that. But I don't know if I like it because now I'm like stressed out about the fact that I just dropped down to a three star. I'm like, no. Oh yeah, no. I, Dead by Daylight does something similar with that. They don't tell you until the end of the match. So. But yeah, that's literally the only thing I have, other than Adrian sat me down and we watched the first episode of the. Uh, Part one of the long Halloween. Oh, you, and you I haven't seen... had a chance to watch part two yet. Oh, okay. I'll... Only because, like, literally, all I've been doing is playing 
uh, fucking Minecraft with my sister. <laughs> so I may have another recent for you if you've seen it. The the new What If episode. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. I did Was see it. Was it? Did you like uh, it? Mischievous is out of town. Okay. So I'm waiting for her to get back before we watch it. All right. I'll tell you really quick. Um, I, I know... I see why it was made the way okay. it was. Which one's this one? What's the title of this the, one? Uh, this is the, the what if, Black, uh, Black the... Panther as um, oh, no, oh, oh, Star-Lord. So I saw episode two. So, okay, yeah, T'Challa as Star-Lord. Okay, that's not the most recent episode, though. Oh, there's, yeah, okay, well, the that was... Came out yesterday. The, the, well, the one right. that came out yesterday is what if the uh, the Mighty Avengers lost. Right, 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 right. Okay, no, okay, then the one before that, yeah. then. I, I Okay, spoilers, I guess, for that? It's not really much spoilers, but I, I get why everyone is so nice to him. It's like because they want to give that character a final farewell, you know, okay. for the actor. But like he's like such a nothing got in his way. He was always everyone loved him, and he he got everything well, he wanted. There was no challenge whatsoever. Like I, it was not I, an I episode. Think the point though wasn't that it wasn't just because it was his last go with T'Challa. Though the whole point was he's literally supposed to be Peter Quill's opposite. Sure, but it was like almost to the point where there was no stakes at all. No, just, I agree. It was just I a don't breeze like episode, episode two as much as episode one. Okay, all right, but I, that's all I'm saying. Also, like, because like episode two wasn't actually trying to tell a story, it was mostly just like it was very fluffy. Well, it was like a heist, you know, so, yeah. which is which is okay, but there was no stake at all. It yeah, was all. But just that's what I'm saying. It was very fluffy to me. It was right. very lots of jokes, lots of ha. Like, the moment you know who shows up in his team... Yeah, that was what I was about I was to bring like, up. all right, come on. I was going to bring that up, I, That's yeah. why, I, personally, I like episode one more. Uh, but I still... It was fine. And, okay, this isn't a spoiler, but when the when he was first fighting that other dude who eventually joins the team yes. and he fangirls over him, uh-huh. like, that joke was funny for the first minute. Right. And they just kept yeah. doing it. And it was like, guys, what the fuck? So, Jimon Husson deserves better than this. Like, I, it was funny, the first interaction, but then it kept going, and then yep. that interaction went forever, too. So, anyway, I hope the next one's better. If you listened to the episode that the dude and I did last week, you uh-huh. know that we'd seen episode two already. I, I listened through it. I, I needed to do some things on it. But you know what? Editor the dude actually handled that one. Uh-huh. So. I'm just saying. You should have you still listened. Okay, Bone well, King. I try and... Shows how much you love us. Wow. Anyway, dude. <laughs> Which is none at all, by the way. I didn't think this was like a surprise. Um, so I think I should just get it out right out of the gate. You're dead. I finally finished Twin Peaks. Yay! Ah! Woo! Bro, those last 40 seconds. <laughs> what the fuck? What what did I send you repeatedly? I spammed you with it, something. Prepare, prepare it to go nuts or get ready for it to get nuts or something. Prepare to yourself. It's about to go nuts. Yeah. But you kept Just repeating it's about to go nuts. Uh, about to get nuts. Sorry. And I'm glad I watched it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it hits my top five of all time. I mean, but fine. I'm glad I watched it. For what it's worth and for everything that I enjoyed about it, I cannot wait to do the episode with you and with Paul Anthony Yosis mm-hmm. where we get to do the re-special of Twin Peaks. I would personally love if Vinny was there, if we could get the studio back at CSP, but I don't know if that'll happen, uh-huh. to have four people I'm on. I'm pretty sure that place is still closed down. <laughs> we don't know, man. Rona. Yeah. But um, it's now that I finish it, I, I don't... If somebody were to ask me, do you recommend it? I'd I'd probably say, I 
it depends on who you are. Right. <laughs> you know? Yes. I, who are you as a person? <laughs> you have to have a certain open mind. Right. And you have to appreciate non-linear storytelling. There's a bit of a difficulty curve. That is not, it's not so... That's wild, but there's a difficulty curve for a show. I'm just, it, it's not as, uh, it doesn't convey... Dude, I can't handle like, these controls. It, it doesn't, like, hold your hand is my whole point here. It's not very, like, standard in that uh -huh. regard. There's a lot, it's metaphor on metaphor the whole fucking way through. Yeah, and, and because... Metaphor. And, and Bonking said it previously when I started it. Yes. I, I don't remember if he brought it up on the show when I talked about it in my recents, but it is true Watching this gives me more appreciation for Silent Hill. Right. Because you do see, when after playing Silent Hill and watching this, I do now see so much uh, so much inspiration mm -hmm. there. And then you look at Deadly Premonition, you went, okay, you just copied like the entire thing. Like, you didn't even I make anything. I haven't played Deadly Premonition, so I guess that's it's, one of those. It's I gotta... very close. They basically fused, um, oh my god, I always do this. Uh, I forget character names all the time. The sheriff and uh, Lacey. Her Lacey? No, gosh, I'm so Lucy? dumb. Lucy, thank you. Lucy, Lucy Moran? Yes, Lucy and... Um, Which is really, a, you know, Moran... Moron? No? No, I didn't get that at all, but maybe. I, I didn't mean, think about that. I she's the dumb character. Oh, Andy. Sorry. Lucy and Andy, they fuse them together into one character for Deadly Premonition. <laughs> it's very interesting. But, uh, but hold on, really quick. It's so interesting to hear, like, I really want you to go back to previous episodes where you talk about Twin Peaks and see the journey you went on. You went from being, oh, I like it, to they're wasting my time. This is the worst shit ever. They don't explain anything. I'm starting to like it. All right. You know, I'm glad I saw it. It's this journey yeah. with you. That's Twin Peaks. I'm still pissed about it. Yeah. Like there's Lynch doesn't fucking explain shit. So now that you've seen it, I need to know when you're ready for my theory, which is like, I need you to be able to make your, your theories and for you to wonder about things before I tell you about something that has changed the way I think about it forever. All right. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about that without rude present in case it also, might spoil. Paul also talked to me. He saw the, the thing that I showed that I sent him, the the Twin Perfect video. Oh, okay. And he was like, "Okay, as an English major, I find it hard to argue any of his points." <laughs> so, like, you know what? There's a real legitimate thing here. Um, speak. So, I also watched um something on my uh on my um Criterion Corner. Nice. I've been lapsed on it. I saw a noir film which I think is the first time Arnie acted. He's a fucking extra in this as a body as a like a bodyguard for for the bad guy in the film. <laughs> nice. But it's called The Long Goodbye. This shit is fucking hysterical. I've heard about this movie actually. Maybe. It's soup George. The fucking main character is almost you. Okay. This guy is a private eye, whatever. I have seen this movie. You have seen it? Yeah. Arnie's in it, like, in the yep. third fucking act. So the main guy, like, he's being followed by, like, this mafioso type of thing. Okay. And he walks to his car. The mafioso's, like, getting to his car. He goes, no, no, no. Listen, I really appreciate you following me. I'm I'm proud of that fact. Listen, here's here's my the address of where I'm going to, just in case you get lost in traffic, okay? Okay. Like, oh, that's fucking hysterical to me. I'm yeah. sorry. The writing is really clever. The editing, not so much. Like, granted, this is a 1970s film. 
it's it it does feel that way. Uh, there's a lot of issues I have with some of the cutaways and the and the and the way the camera is. Right, David Carradine was in that movie. He plays Socrates. In the Long Goodbye. Yeah, man. No, this David Carradine wasn't in it. 1973. <sighs> uh, I just I, blew I, into it. I'm sorry. Elliot uh, Golding is the is the lead is the lead, right? Elliot yeah, Golding. I don't remember it's seeing D- David Carradine play Socrates in that. Absolutely, hundred percent. I and no one remembers. I don't remember seeing weird. a Socrates. No one remembers anything weird about David Carradine. <laughs> uh, anyway, keeping that red letter media joke alive, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it. If you have a Criterion channel, or if you could find it somewhere on YouTube, I do recommend a watch. It's 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 a very good. Noir with very good uh, dialogue. Um, and it's overall pretty fucking funny for what it is. Uh, I also mm. started watching Demon Slayer, an anime. Pretty good. No high school, okay? Yeah. Yeah, um, give it time. I'm sure they'll have some test arc or something. I also started playing again Zombie Army Trilogy 4. Mm. I kept wishing that I knew how to get George to play games more. Uh-huh. This is such a, I would think this is a fun game that you would enjoy. Like this whole franchise. And then it got me to thinking like, no, more people should just play this, this franchise. It's so criminally good. There's so much alliteration. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Just, just to give you an idea and, and just how funny it is. It did not look to me that way. That's David Carradine. For, Bro, for the it's audience, barely like thirty seconds of a scene. For the audience listening, James was looking that up on his phone, just in case you're wondering. He'll do we're that. In that. Yeah. Um. Now I lost. It. Oh, Zombie Army trilogy, yeah. and I uh I paused it because I had to go do something. The fucking controller starts like, "Where did you go? Come back!" Mm. You know, like type of shit. I love and that. I, and I love that. I yeah. love because the Nazi zombies in Zombie Army are demon based they're not mm. uh chemical based like right. resident evil so hitler's in hell and he's just trying to kill i was always living. confused because it just reminded me of the call of duty nazi zombies which also is a demon which also have the demon well, aspect it, it's a demon girl that was made with science i don't it's it got really weird Yeah, the, the call of duty zombies lore is weird to me it doesn't make sense to me but Kaboom. this this is a movie grindhouse feel mm. fun like um the <clears throat> for example the very first chapter deals with a train and getting on a train a la resident evil zero but it's called dead end or whatever nice. and right now i just finished uh a chapter where i'm in a bunker and it's called meat locker and the weapon that you oh, need to man, stop. Oh, so man, I love that bar. I go there all the time. <laughs> and the weapon to stop the, the, the zombies from coming out in a portal is a supernatural super weapon or some shit like that. And it's like, it's so B-movie, it's great. Right. And you can, like, put electric bolts on your shotgun and shit. It's great. <laughs> you go to hell and the name of the stage is Boom. Actually, actually Not doing. I love <laughs> that the pistol lets you fire divine bullets. Anyway. Uh, what else did I watch? I started watching Hard Knocks because I'm a football nerd. Um, pretty good. It's it's getting to be to that time where all the jocks that bullied us when we were high schools, high school students, are now the nerds because every yeah. one of them references fucking anime and shit, oh, yeah. and they're all like 
stars in their respective fields. And it's it's great to see. It's fucking great to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched AEW. Okay. He <laughs> says, whoa, whoa, all right, throwing so, shit. So, listen. I, okay, listen. <laughs> I got Nicholas and I got Justin telling me to watch wrestling. I'm... I love wrestling. I do. And I and I love what I watched growing up. But there is something to be said when WWE, Vince's product, and AEW, Tony Kong's product, are the two big ones, and they're fucking shitty in some regards. AEW makes illogical sense sometimes, and there's a lot of mistakes where... Even if I didn't know it was fake, after watching it, I would say it's fake. Mm. Or I would say it's predetermined or whatever. Like, clearly, that crossbody didn't hit him. Or clearly, that punch didn't hit him. It is so poorly performed, it makes a mockery of what came before. And Vince's product. I saw fucking SummerSlam. The fucking beginning of it. And the SmackDown that came before it. The go-home show for that pay-per-view. Fucking bullshit. You have Bianca Belair who carried the fucking SmackDown women's title and she carried it all throughout Rona. She buries two stars, Zelina Vega and Carmella in a gauntlet match, two on one, one after another. She beats two women at the same time. She goes out for SummerSlam. Guess what happens? Becky Lynch comes back after her pregnancy, beats her in four seconds. You buried three stars. One of them carried your fucking division on one of your shows. I don't know how anybody could forgive that. That is stupid. If you wanted better booking, just have the two the two wrestlers that she beat just come in there, rush her, and DQ her. You don't fucking bury her like that. Mm-hmm. You keep her strong. You keep her safe. Now, now you have Becky Lynch, and you just did that because CM Punk, thank you, God, came back to eat AEW. And it was a great reveal. It was a great opening. But the rest of the show could fuck off and die in a fire. Hmm. And the dude stood there among the husk of the thing he once loved. Oh, and I'm just going to say one thing. Vince McMahon, you could go fuck yourself. I wouldn't believe you if your tongue was notarized. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's the end of my reasons. Anything else for reasons? That's the end of You're my reasons. You're absolutely right, Adrian. Wrestling was a mistake. <laughs> um, Can I go ahead and start us off with news then? No. Oh, okay. Please do. <laughs> uh, in today's installment of Things Nobody Asked For, they're making a live-action prequel to The Lion King. Cool. Who cares? Wait. Um, wait. What? Why? Why? Wait. Is like a, a movie prequel? movie? prequel? Yeah. Because the remake sold so... Right. Because uh-huh. it did so great. Well, it did a billion. Look. Did it? It's really weird. The Lion King remake yeah. that John Favreau did? Yeah. It I did a billion. The, the oh, voice cast is great. It's just... It was, it was no, there's no art to it. It was, it. It was yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out a better word for it, but it was just no design. It yeah. was just animals. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, just to give an update on a piece of news that we talked about last week. Uh, and the world record for quickest, actually, no, it wasn't even that quick. But in breakneck 180, OnlyFans is reversing his decision. Oh, really? To, uh, yeah, they heard Dr. Rude's takedown of them, right. and, they, and they backed off. <clears throat> Thank God. Uh, no, yeah, they're reversing their decision to ban sexually explicit uh, content from the platform. It's like the one thing you're famous for. Uh-huh. And, like, come on, guys. They, 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 they specific, like, honestly, in an interview, the creator of OnlyFans said, we don't want to be Tumblr. 
So Well, there you go. <laughs> uh Letitia Wright was injured on the set of Black Panther 2. I oh, gosh. speedy recovery. Um they you gotta be official- careful when working with those animals. That yeah. rhino was fucking dangerous. Of course. Uh we have the official title for Matrix 4, it's Matrix Resurrections. Okay. Interesting. Did they have any live animals in Black Panther or were they all CG? No, all CG. Yeah, what that's kind of weird. But anyway, sorry. It's like not. it's easier to do. I guess so. But sorry. Things directors avoid working the, with animals, just, working with kids. That that <laughs> landscape has so much like interesting wildlife you could have just literally panned over and just but no? All right. Um, most of that landscape you're right. was fucking it's CGI. CG. You're absolutely right. Never mind. Fucking uh, acid drops. Beep. <laughs> Never mind. We got our first images. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first promo images of the Cowboy Bebop characters in the Netflix live action. I like it. I'm fine with it. I, I think it looks good. So far, the costuming and the environments look as yeah. spot on as they ever could. Agreed. So I don't know like, what else everyone to say. And, we, and like the biggest change is, well... Fair. Other than one character being a different skin color. Yeah. But well. even that, he still looks like Jet. Like, yeah. I look at him and go, no, that's Jet. People got uh, surprised at me when I said Faye, that. It's Faye, right? Yeah, the, Faye the, is the only, uh, hers is the, the most different costume. Mm. But we knew we weren't going to get the anime Faye costume. I mean, that's a lot. I and, mean, yeah. you do Or not a lot, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she could eventually put it on uh, I don't at some think so. point. Because what she's say? wearing is clearly like a version of that costume. Right. Um, but, but if she I think comes out great. as a go-go for one scene and it's an homage or something like people do uh, that. what's his name uh, damn it damn it that's his name no the actor playing Spike John oh, Cho John Cho John thank Cho. you right, right, right. Uh, yeah I think John Cho looks he looks good as Spike maybe not as smoldery as I expect him to yeah but I think it's fine he doesn't really he looks too much like a just a normal guy like you know what I mean not like he has like a tortured backstory like sure. I guess I guess my headcanon of what Spike would be but I don't know it uh, works. In... The important part was they got Ayn. Uh, yes. yes. And he's still a and corgi. he's still a corgi. Very yep. important. Uh, we know that Ed's going to be there, but we didn't see any images of Ed. Fuck yes. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I mentioned it a little bit before, but with Jet, I always thought he was darker skin colored. Maybe not no. as dark as he was in the movie now, but okay, I guess I was wrong no, in interpreting definitely a white anyway. dude in the anime, but it's fine. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, I love fucking like viral marketing and like really creative marketing okay so if you go to uh the candy man uh, for those of you who don't know the candy man uh rebequel is coming out i need to see these fucking movies already okay, i love candy man like everyone talks about candy man i need to fucking so, see it. uh if you go to the trailer soundtrack the mm. trailer asks for access to your microphone fun and you're not really sure why if you say Candyman five times, the trailer starts playing automatically. Nice! It just pops up like full screen on your screen. And That's starts awesome! Playing. I think it's really cool. It's really cute. That's clever feature. programming yeah, right there. Exactly. I enjoy it. Um, and I really, shit myself. If I got that two last minute news. I didn't know it. <laughs> and they're semi related. Uh, the Sony, the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters is officially dead. Wait, what? Sony. So Venom, Morpheus, Ven- Morbius. We don't know about Morbius, but all of their plans for like Silver Sable and doing this whole other interconnected universe, it stops at Morbius. Wow. Yeah, long uh-huh. live the Spider-Man uh, MCU. I mean, that's. I kind of saw this coming as well. But but uh, did they give a reason why? Like, is this yet. official? It's official. This is an announcement from Sony. Speaking They're of. focusing more on, you know, their current Spider-Man titles. Speaking of, wasn't there a... Uh, I'm getting there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I see it down the, the road. So, uh, it's okay. So here's the thing about this next piece of news. Because we've talked about 
the trailer for Spider-Man uh, No Way Home for a while now. Right. And that, A, first there wasn't going to yeah, be a trailer. The lack of trailer. <laughs> and then, B, there was going to be a trailer, but only at CinemaCon. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it was. CinemaCon. It was yeah, CinemaCon, yeah. Right. Uh, and then someone supposedly leaked the trailer. Mm. And it wasn't Tom Holland. Uh, it wasn't Tom Holland this time, yeah. But someone supposedly leaked the trailer. I still think this was internal. I think it was all marketing. Right. Because obviously, once somebody leaks this low-quality, shitty trailer, Marvel had no choice but to release the full, high-quality trailer. Which uh, I watched. I don't know if... Uh, I, 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 speaking of leaking, I'm yeah. so sorry, really quick. Um, the Hellraiser chapter for Dead by Daylight, <laughs> sorry, was leaked. Ah. When it came out, like people right. already knew what it was, but it's because the file that they uploaded to YouTube had final an Hellraiser announcement as the title. Oh, so it was just like, all right, guys, he just <laughs> named it that. Just call That's it funny. Sequence Five or something. Like, come on. Um. So I haven't seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. However, I have. Uh, well, but I do know that the trailer re- finally reveals a comp- and confirms some key characters that we knew were going to be in there, or at least that were rumored to be in there. The existence of these characters yes, Ock, and one of them for sure. Willem Dafoe. Uh, uh, is Goblin. it Willem Dafoe for sure? We don't know, but That's it's the pretty thing, because we might get fucking now, the other one. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. This is what I found most interesting. Someone analyzed some of the clips from uh, the No Way Home trailer. Okay. And they're convinced that one of the clips is actually Tom Holland's face deep faked over someone else. That's strange. Oh, no. they're going to put him in another movie. No, oh, it's, it's Toby. No, or they're covering up the fact that it's not Tom Holland at all. It's Toby. It's oh. Toby Maguire or Andrew Garfield. Oh, or, just for the trailer. For I the see trailer. what you mean. Right. Okay. They did this before in the Infinity War trailer. Yes. We saw Hulk running. Right. But it turned out to be the Hulkbuster suit right. in the actual film. Wait, so we know for a fact there's, there's uh, Hobgoblin. Or Green Goblin, I don't know whichever one. It would be Green Goblin. Okay, Green Goblin, uh, uh, Sandman, and Doc Ock, and Electro. And Electro? Yeah, because I think that's what where we saw the. Are we getting a villain from each of the timelines? Like that's what yes. it seems like. So then, who's to say that we're we're probably not getting Willem Dafoe? We're probably going to get Demanda Han or whatever his name is. No, we're getting. No, Willem if you're Dafoe. getting Electro already. Why would you also get? Oh, Demanda you're so right. We're, we're getting Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Okay, because I thought Sandman. Then who's Sandman from then? Because Sandman is from... Also from the Raimi verse. But that's from the Raimi thing. So right. what is it, if it's not one killer, one villain from each uh, uh You're only getting universe. one from the web verse. Okay. <laughs> and All right. three but you're from getting, the Raimi verse. You're getting three from Raimi verse. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. So there's not very even spread here. No. I think as far should, as I, we know. I, I think the lizard should have been in it. I really liked uh, their, uh, the way the lizard was in Amazing Just don't Spider-Man. have that shitty um, montage. For you. For you. Don't you don't yeah. remember that? No. No, you shouldn't. I guess not. <laughs> Is that the end of your news? Uh, well, uh, well, basically, yeah. But and there's also uh, there's a lot behind this confirming what we've all expected for a while that okay. we are getting some version of a cameo or an appearance by at least one of the previous Spider People. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm, I'm excited. But is for Bruce it. Campbell coming with with yes. that? He has to. He has to. Right? Contractually <laughs> obligated. It's Sam Raimi, of course. Bruce Campbell's coming. He just with has him along with him <laughs> and on Ted. Dial. Uh, what? And Ted Raimi. Oh yeah, that's right. You gotta mm. have them all in there. Uh, but even without watching the trailer, I'm still incredibly hyped for it. 
Honestly, it could have just been Alfred Molina coming back, and I would have been incredibly hyped for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I loved Alfred Molina as Ock. I like the idea of referencing other directors' timelines. Agreed. It's neat. Uh, um, but that is the end of my news. Who's next? So, uh, you mind if I go? No, by all means. All right, save the best for last. Yeah, right? I was about to say, the prettiest go first. Uh, oh, that's like the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Um, King of Fighters 15 finally has a release date and it is launching with 39 playable characters. Nice. February 17, 2022. If you want, uh, that's base game $60. It also includes a free upgrade to the PS5 or Xbox, blah, blah, blah. Uh, (laughs) If you buy it for the $60, if you want the deluxe, it comes with like, I think three stages and six more characters for like, $20 $20 more or $30 So more. really quick, I brought this up to a friend of mine, Boogie. Um, hey, what's up if you're listening? Yeah. Um, but he he likes King of Fighters, and I want to get into that series. So I was like, hey, a new one's coming out. And you know you found a real fan of the series from like from out of the gate. They go, this game, oh, it's going to suck. Their <laughs> netcode is terrible. They've been having a hard time dealing with character combos. And I'm just like, well, shit, Boogie, you really make me feel like getting into the series now. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I think any any King of Fighters fan will tell you like the best one would be like 96, 98. I think so. I don't know. He, he gave me like three suggestions and one of them on Steam is the worst one. So avoid that Wh- one. Which was? I don't know. Because <laughs> I got into the series because of our boy Julio. I don't remember. It's the one with the green text, I think. Julio. Oh, Julius. Yes. And I got King of Fighters 14 and I actually really like it. Mm. But I got into it way too late where... Already, I was dedicated to Dragon Ball Fighters, and that's all I cared about. Um, there's a Saints Row reboot. Yeah, that was something on my news too. Actually, which is oh my bad. No, no, by all means, just go ahead and handle the whole show. I mean, <laughs> so I really like the Saints Row franchise. I don't know. I did too. Ooh, ooh. So here's the thing: yeah. I've played a few Saints Row games. And I've enjoyed them until I didn't. That's basically what like, I said I've too. never, I've never beaten a Saints Row game. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, all right. I really like two and three. Okay. Four is okay. It's really sandboxy and it's cartoony as fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of it, you become the ruler of the universe. Right. So this one's obviously more grounded. It's a new place. Wait, it's a new uh, Three, city. you became president. Four, you became owner of the universe or yeah, something, Yeah, that's right? what I was talking about. Four. Oh, I thought you said three. Sorry, never mind. No. But think about that. You went from now you're president, now you're owner of the universe. It was so And smooth. you were just a lowly gang member. Right. Uh, But still, it's nice to see uh, another Marvel game that's going to be playing... Like, um, apparently it's playing like XCOM, like it's an RTS. That's what they're calling it. Mm. Is Midnight Suns? Uh, the it's roster's a horrible name. I I don't. Why? I I don't get it. If it's supposed to be a reference to no, something. No, uh, so. well, it's, it's a it's a comic book line. But um, but I just think it sounds like a biker gang or like an alt right group. I or feel something. like it should be the name of the next game in the Legacy of Kane series. <laughs> if that ever happens, like. Please. <laughs> so. Um, I do. I, I do like the fact that Wolverine's slowly becoming in the forefront again. Like, oh, we remember. When X-Men. is he never? Like, he's always in the forefront. Everyone Not loves for Wolverine. Not for the past ten years, my guy. Oh, you're right, Deadpool. 
No, dude. Uh, just in general, <laughs> in the comics, Wolverine has not really been. A he thing. died in like 2009, 2010. Yeah. And then they haven't had him. They've had other versions of him or characters that were like him. Because like X23 remember, and shit. Disney owns the comic books. Okay. At the time, Fox owned the movies. So specifically, they were trying to feature characters that weren't Wolverine. Because they were trying to stay away, stay away from, from yeah. that universe. Okay. Got right. It. And Wolverine's like the most popular character from the 90s. I know. But and people... thank God he's coming back, you know? Right. Um, I mean, he was he's still like the did front. Did I some salt in that? <laughs> in what? It sounded a little sarcastic. That's all. What, that he's the he... most popular character in no, the 90s? No, thank God he's coming back. <laughs> no, no. I'm being oh, okay. legitimate because we need the mutants back. Yeah. They're, Agreed. they're arguably the, in my well, opinion... They're arguably the more interesting team of the Marvel universe. On that note, well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in a second. But you know that there's a, a big, strong rumor right now uh, for Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, right? Right. It's the same one that's been going on for like a year well, with Wandavision, and now No Way Home is bringing that up again. Yeah, but specifically that part of uh, a big part of the movie will include Wanda fighting a mutant, uh, one of the X Men. Hmm. That's gonna be weird, Doctor Strange and the Mount of Madness. Like, that's interesting. Multiverse of Madness. No, no, Mount, Mouth of Madness, where he fights an Eldritch being. That I mean, he already did that, actually. I guess I'm <laughs> just saying that's what the name is obviously yeah. referencing, right? Of Madness. Um, Lovecraft, help me. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Another piece of news. I covered it that Punk went back to AEW, uh, debuted at AEW. Uh, he returned to wrestling. And he's going to be fighting Darby Allen at um, at a pay-per-view. But it's also heavily rumored that at that pay-per-view or the week after, Daniel Bryan, wrestling under his original wrestling name, Bryan Danielson, is going to be coming back. And that's two of the best wrestlers WWE has had in the past 25 years. And that is fucking huge that AEW would have them. Hopefully, AEW doesn't fuck that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that's the end of my news. Oh, if you ever have a chance, uh, for those out there, Ric Flair, woo, Nature Boy showed up at Triple A, which is Mexican wrestling, uh-huh. helping his future son-in-law fight against the world champion of that promotion who's also the AEW world champion and the Impact Wrestling world champion. Right. At the time, he lost it to Christian. Christian came out of out of retirement. He's now world champion at a promotion. Huh. And he's delivering some pretty decent promos. So when Oh, he- uh, Edge showed up in the brood entrance and attire really? at SummerSlam. When you said he really? was at uh, yeah. when he was at AAA, I was like, "Well, I guess he's old enough." That uh. makes sense. <laughs> It's a triple A, not AARP. <laughs> I don't know. And that is the end of my news. <laughs> All right, I got some news. Hopefully, uh, I can make it go by quick. So here we go. Um, lightning round. So it turns out uh, Dolly Parton, fucking amazing person, go. and I've loved her so much, go. turns out time. to have been secretly producing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know this. I didn't know this either. So fucking rock on. Even another reason for me to love Dolly Parton. Fucking, she's incredible. Wait, you like, like Buffy? 
Well, I love... Yeah, Buffy's cool as fuck. I wouldn't say I got really, really into it, but I like her as a character. Oh, that's... So, I mean, the movie was really the only thing I really saw a lot of. In other vampire news, by the way, uh, the dude that played... um... In in Game of Thrones, the the unit the 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 soldiers that had no lower bits. Nope, did not watch Game of Thrones. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, it's a it's a it's a black actor. Uh-huh. He's cast as Louis in the in AMC's new uh, interview with the Vampire Project. Fun. Which is interesting. I didn't even know there was another interview with. The there Vampire. is. That's neat. It's interesting for them going with a dark. Uh, so you dark never watched actor. the show, Buffy? No, was- I did. I just didn't watch all the seasons of it. Oh, I didn't okay. get into the Spike, you know, der- uh, kebabble. Ugh. Uh debacle. That was me switching <laughs> the C and the D of <laughs> debacle. Wow, that was interesting. I hate Spuffy. I will die on that hill. <laughs> Spuffy. <laughs> Spike Buffy's fucking terrible. I'm all about Bangel. Bangel. <laughs> yes. Aofi. Buffy Angel's pretty good. They were bad too. Anyway, moving on. Um, so I brought back. I brought up a while ago that um, Siren had a, an official video on the Sony Twitter account come up, and okay. I was like, "Oh shit, maybe a new Siren." Turns out they've been doing this annually. What? Since 2019, they've been teasing it. Like I don't know, but nothing, nothing's ever come out about it for the past three years. What is this, Atlas? What I don't fucking fuck? know, dude. It's just, oh, whatever. So I just brought that out there. I'm sorry to get you excited because apparently that's not happening anytime soon. Um, new Saints Row, as you said. Yep. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and mention one thing you didn't is that they are totally re-scrapping the characters. Like, you did say that. Oh, did you? Yes. Yeah. So no more fucking Shondi, no more Gat, Johnny Gat. No. Everyone's fucking yeah. gone. So they I don't think it's for the best. They were fucking OP as shit. Which is a shame because like one of the biggest draws for me was that it had Keith David in it. Okay, but how many times can we do the Keith David joke? Every time. I cannot. I'm done. In fact, <laughs> I, like I thought Shondi was cool back when she was a pothead in 2 and then she became all like and really like anal all the time in the later yeah. on games. But regardless, like we're done with these characters. Let's let's do something new. I like that. Um, da, 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 da. Next thing, Valheim's getting an update on September 16th. Gets a whole bunch of new stuff. Last thing, and here's the biggest one. <clears throat> so I mentioned earlier that there's some Dead by Daylight news, and it's not that Pinhead was added to the game. Um, so there was a little bit of strangeness when people woke up uh, one morning and found out that there was going to be a Stranger Things last chance sale. And we're like, oh, so I guess they're like, you know, there's going to be no more sales for this character. So I guess whatever. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with a reason. And they go, no. So it turns out that Behavior, the company that made Dead by Daylight, has lost the license for Stranger Things. Oh. And it will no longer be purchasable in the store. So it'll still be playable. Yes. But not purchasable. Correct. Huh. So it's if a you Scott Pilgrim it, situation. Basically, yeah. Right. So if you have it, you get to use it. But if you don't have the game right now, you will never have the option to play as these characters again. Interesting. It's just going to be a missing hole of content. Yeah. And normally it's like, all right, well, if you have the game, whatever. I mean, you have these characters, you can still play as them. But the map, like the Stranger Things map, is gone for everybody. There's no, there's no, you can't you play it because Ooh. it was free for everyone when it came out. Oh. So they had to take it out. I hope that they just literally take out all the references and just make it a generic lab. Done. Mm. You know what I mean? And then you still keep the same exact layout, just remove the specific references to Stranger Things, and that's it. Honestly, I thought you'd be happy that Stranger Things has gone from your game. I'm, I will never be happy if a game actively loses content. content. Even though you don't... Even if it's something I don't really, like, I'm not super intense about, that's a killer someone's never going to get to experience. Or, if for whatever reason my fucking console fucks up and I need to buy the game again, Demogorgon's not available for me anymore. 
Well, you've already got it purchased. Right, but I'm talking about like on, well, I guess you're so right. you should be PS4. able to re-download that content. Or whatever, I get banned out of my PS4 account yeah. and I have to make a new account. Well, that's on you. Then, then it's fucked. But I'm just saying like that is actively lost right. content. Well, so, hold out hope because the Friday the 13th uh, rights holders settled and that should be all right. And their game is coming back. That I don't want to switch into an entirely different game. I just feel like it sucks that there was already a no, very... I think he was just saying that maybe something gets worked out on the rights front. Oh, for, for yeah. Jason? Uh, no, no for... for Stranger Things. Like, maybe oh. they'll regain the license. Well, if it wouldn't be in... Oh, okay, so in Dead by Daylight. Right. Okay, because I was saying they would not add it no, for Friday the man. 13th. That makes no sense. Um, I don't know. They maybe, maybe will bring know. it back. I don't know. But it's just really bizarre because they had a really good relationship with wait, Netflix. Wait till it gets closer till uh, the next season of Stranger Things comes out. But Which we did get pictures that's of. That's the yeah. theory as to why this even happened. Right. Is that Netflix's price went too high and Behavior didn't want to pay for it. Hmm. So mm. they just have a bad relationship with Netflix now, which means I'm not getting my Fear Street skins. And that uh, just sucks. But um, I do hope uh, season five of Stranger Things is the last one. Me too. I, I wanted it to end in season one. Am uh, I, I crazy? Know, I don't know. Yes, you are. In any case, it's funny to me because Behavior is actually making way more money than ever with the, the last chance sale because people want that rare character. You know what I mean? Right. The skins that are not going to be available for and sale And there's anymore, also FOMO. That's the thing, are going to be rare as fuck to run into. Right. So people are buying skins. I bought a skin for Steve, and I don't even give a fuck about Steve. So like, <laughs> Wait, you said it wrong. Steve! You're so right. They have a, a legacy skin for Jonathan Byers, which changes him to be a completely different character, and it's the cheapest legacy skin ever available, but I just cannot rationalize spending an extra $10 on a Stranger mm. Things reference. Ugh. I just I just don't get it. Even that's though I kind the cheapest of it. $10? Well, that's for, no, that's for Jonathan Byers. Uh. I bought a skin for Demogorgon, which chains him up, and then I got one for Nancy, or no, um, Steve, that is the and how much were each glove. of those? Five each, so I did spend ten. Um, so I can't spend another ten. Like, help me, please. Either way, it just sucks because it's a lost bit of content. Right. That's horrible. I, I, I don't like that for any game. And that's all I got for my news. I think it's time for us to... Take a break. S yeah, take a break, but settle this shit finally. Uh, we're going to be weird, and we're going to let the jury go on recess before the trial. It's, it's just a new way we're going to mix things up. So we'll I see mean, in a bit. It's it's the court of freaks. This freaking. is how it runs in the in the land of fan freaks. Yeah. The, the court and of the miracles. court of Lopez. We're, in the we're, court of Lopez. That's right. Where the blind can see and the Ooh. dead can talk. Ooh. See you in a minute, freaks. Watch Hunchback. Hey, hey, this is Cody from the Robots Don't Age podcast, and you're listening to Fan Freaks. Be sure to follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, uh, yeah, sorry to bother you. Uh, I got a case of uh, Code Veronica in the back. Uh, gonna go ahead and get that through. Do they have a segment clearance? Uh, it's an older segment, so it reverses, but it checks out. All right. And that's uh, it. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Freaks, so for today's episode, we're doing an older segment, but we're shaking it up a little bit. What used to be called the verses is now being called the case of, and in this case, case of Code Veronica. In this case, oh uh, god! Yeah. <laughs> in this case, the case of so the way it's gonna work, unlike previous verses where there are only two participants, there's a little uh, Doctor Rude added in the in the mix this time. Yes, judge, so, jury, and executioner. We are going to added. have a defendant, the dude, hiya, and the prosecution, the Bone King. What's up? And I will be your impartial judge, Judge Rude, if you will. 
mm-hmm. for the for the remainder of this case. There's two D's in rude now uh-huh. because because you're being judged. Impartial slash biased judge. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he can. He's he's put me in my place before. It's there's no, no bias, well, and we've also picked the topic today that you can actually really be the Correct, bias option because I haven't here, replayed so. it in a long time. Right. Um. So that's what we're hoping to achieve here today. We've so, got our roles set. Let's uh yeah, our roles are set. So, let the case begins. I open it up for the defense to make their opening statement. Case is now in session. Let's rock. So I'm going to have my opening statement. I'm just going to mention from the get-go, I'm super nervous about this case. We've been talking about it for a very, (laughs) very, very long time, and I'm hoping I even remember most of my points. The prosecutor enters. Silence in my court. Oh, you're right. Sorry. So I think the first thing we need to establish right now is is what is this game being on trial for? Sure. Is it being on trial for not being Resident Evil 4? Is it on trial for not being a good Resident Evil game? Is it on trial for, as my opposing counsel has stated, bad design? I was about to say, should the prosecutor say what he's prosecuting that for? That is what you are alleging, right, I yes? know, I should probably say it, yes. It's basically, I'm arguing that it is not as well-designed slash kind of bad design in a Resident Evil game, yes. But then, we have to acknowledge... Every other Resident Evil game in existence, we have to judge them by their own merits because this is not some flimsy spin-off title like Gun Survivor. This is a franchise that is mired in inconsistency in its design and its ineloquence when it comes to decisions and brass decision making by both the development and the publisher. That's my opening statement. Prosecution? Resident Evil, as the defendant has said, is a very varied franchise. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different very waves. Varied. Yes, very varied. Don't get me- Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Resident Evil has a very set design on how it works with its gameplay. You need certain variables to be open, certain variables to be available in the first place, so that there is always an option to continue and enjoy the game. And these things factor into game design, right? Sure. So... What my argument is, is that Resident Evil, as varied as a series it is, usually has a, maybe not code, but some guidelines that they follow to ensure a solid, um, usually mostly fair experience. Something that actually lets the player inc- like interact with the, the aspects in the game and find their solutions. Where I'm saying this game does not do this, where it is more focused on very specific actions and the gameplay is not as fine-tuned as some other things. This is my argument going in. I'm not saying it is a bad, horrible game. I am just saying it is not as well-designed as other Resident Evils, even prior to the release of this one. So... Now, or I mean, after. Sorry, post this one. For well, for for, uh, for the the record of the court, it's worth noting that there are two versions of this game. Right. There is Code Veronica for the Dreamcast. For the Dreamcast and Code Veronica X. Mm-hmm. I asked the prosecution, "Do you feel the same is true about both versions of the game?" I okay. So I feel as though I should mention what the changes are. Sure. Okay, so from my um, research in this topic, because I did stream it, so I wanted to make sure I got the optimum game to do it with, um, I found that the Code Veronica X version changes some filters and colorations in the areas. A lot of things are noticeably less green. There's a little bit more of a haze and a fog in a lot of places. 
Um, on top of that, they've added um, some changes to Steve's hairstyle, weirdly okay. enough. He went from having a Leonardo DiCaprio hair to a emo swish product okay. of the 2000s, I guess. I don't know. Um, and the other addition were some additional Wesker scenes that were added to, I guess, emphasize Wesker's abilities because okay. they sort of really advertised it like, oh, we're going to get more information, and that is not what we got, and I will be stating that in my case moving okay. forward. So I do believe my my argument exists for both games because I feel as though the differences between the games are not drastic enough to invalidate gameplay decisions. Do you feel there was any vital information that the... That the <laughs> I, well, I really like I how this gonna, segment of the show is a lot quieter than the first half. I was gonna, I was gonna call you the antagonist. Hey, yo, <laughs> we said you weren't biased, okay? <laughs> no, uh, I'm, the, I'm the, I'm the, the, the no, villain. No, so yeah, no, by that virtue, I'd be on your side. But anyway, still uh, biased. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, is there any information about the two versions of the game that you feel the prosecution left out? Yes. Okay. I thought the case was gameplay design, okay. not story. Okay. What X adds is story. That's pretty much it. Okay. The original game didn't have enough time to finish what they wanted to do with Wesker and some other things like that. He mentioned the 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 filters. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what he's talking about, particularly by the way, going forward, this is side note. Spoilers about. Oh, we should probably yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh the fact I already just said Wesker yeah. was like <laughs> He's in the cover art, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, with his buck teeth. Yeah. So, so there, there is, there is right there in Antarctica where you will have a poison gas room. It's a very ugly green in the Dreamcast version. They cleaned it up in the X version. Okay. But just, I don't. Oh, sorry. I really want to understand if I'm going to argue the story or am I arguing the gameplay because those two are not mutually exclusive. My response to that is not necessarily, um, I'm not saying the story is what I'm arguing here. It's just that there are the added scenes they did add only accentuate parts of the gameplay I do not like. And yes, this may not be like part of the main discussion, but I don't see any harm in talking about some of the silly aspects of the story while I'm at it. My friend, as long as it stays relevent to the main point. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. I, and I that's try. my issue. I feel that isn't going <laughs> feel to feel free to object when it happens. <laughs> I will. Okay. So should uh, so should he make his case? Case now? number one, Steve. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. First off, no. Uh, I will go ahead and allow the prosecution uh, to start making their case. Okay. Uh, so I feel like there's a lot of things. I have a list of things. Okay. So how how would you, would you like me just to go start ahead. and go through it? Okay. Here we go. So, first off, um, talking about gameplay aspects, yeah. I would say that the first thing I'm going to mention, there's a lot of two-slot weaponry. Not to say that that is inherently a bad thing, but this game is very, very strenuous when it comes to item management, inventory management. Okay. A lot of the puzzles are centered around something missing, a shutter that needs to be switched, and you've got to go around the opposite way to go on the opposite end to get a key to go around the opposite end. And Resident Objection. Evil... Okay. Name a Resident Evil game that didn't have an issue with inventory item slot management. Okay, I'll tell you right now, with most Resident Evil games, you don't have to account for a second player inventory that switches when you don't even realize it. So what I'm saying... Objection, Resident Evil Zero. Resident Evil Zero, you have both of the, their inventories are combined the entire game. 
but you need gameplay elements to switch and trade. Particularly in That's the not, train where you have to constantly switch the okay, ice. Okay, I thought I was saying I'm my sorry, thing I was here. making yeah, my yeah. objection. I understand, but... but like, this is not even what I'm talking about, so... Uh, please elaborate on, on your point. Okay, so the game switches between Claire and Chris, yes. okay? And in that regard, their inventories are not separate. So if Claire is holding something, something vital, perhaps, uh -huh. it is lost to you until you play as Claire again. It is not like Zero, where there are certain instances where you do lose your partner, a la Billy falling down a hole, or Rebecca, depending on who you pick. Like, but you end up going back with them, and basically the entire game is managing both of their inventories together. But in this game, it locks off things from you when you don't even realize it, and there's no way to go back. It's not like it's a quick thing to solve, and you're back in, back in the inventory. Na and also, the pinnacle example of this are the dragonfly wings. There's a segment towards the end of the game where you play as Claire again, and their inventories, when you, when you, um, you, they all access the same item box. So okay. it's not like Jill and Carlos, where when Jill went to the item box, she had her own, she had her own item box and all the items, uh -huh. right? And when Carlos came, he had his own, and right. they didn't really interact, so nothing was locked off from each other's characters. So if Chris puts the fucking, uh, dragonfly, dragonfly wing in the box and Claire picks it up, and you don't know that you're gonna need that later on with Chris specifically, it is locked away from you and the game is soft locked. Gotcha. Now, a game having a soft lock in the first place is usually a sign of bad design. I'm not trying to say it's a, it's a terrible game, but there are certain fail safes in order that are usually placed in Resident Evil games where they'll, for example, um, at the end of Resident Evil 2, uh, we'll see even Resident Evil 1, at the end of Resident Evil, no, we'll say 2, at the end of Resident <laughs> Evil 2, sorry, um, there's a two item inventory slot um, plug that you've got to get, right? And you've got to put that into the train. They make you do that so that you will always have two item slots open for the rocket launcher you have to pick up later. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to pick up the rocket launcher and you die. So you know what I mean? There's certain fail-safes in order. Some of them also include having the ability to return to your item box. Now, we've talked about on this show several times how I fucked up with the knife. I get it. I could have went to the safe room before, had the knife before going into Antarctica, and that's the whole nine yards. But I have never played a Resident Evil game where they take you to a new area, and this has been my, my discussion from the beginning, and they lock you away from the previous item box. Which means I went to this place, and there is an ammo toll that you need to have a specific amount of damage output to get through. Otherwise, you are stuck there. So I didn't have my knife, I fired four shotgun shells into the thing, and it didn't die, so I'm fucked. I gotta restart my game and try again. I'm not saying this breaks the game or anything, but it's a bit of an asshole move, and I feel like it's it's emblematic of a lot of the tricks this game likes to do on you. And and there's also before what? we continue, yes, is that an accurate description of the inventory system? In what regard? In the regard of the dragonfly wings that you don't need as Claire. Or in the regard of the, the knife or the ammo told that no, he's no, no, talking about. No, that's not the point he was making. I just want to make sure that I'm understanding correctly. Where if something goes into the ammo box, into the into the inventory box, mm -hmm. what's it called? The item, item box. box. The item box. Thank you. Goes into the item box and it's picked up by one character. 
and it then abruptly switches to another main character, that item is gone to you, at least for that moment. Yes. Okay. Just wanted That's to make sure. In most other Resident Evil games, when that happens, and right. they do have a shared inventory, they put that other character's inventory in the item box. Right. They just shove it all in there, because you're done playing with them. This game locks it onto them, so you have to consciously manage two characters that you don't even know when they're going to switch off, and the game gives you very specific ammo types that you're not entirely going to be prepared for. Let's say, for example, like in my game, where I said, Claire, you're going to use the bow gun mostly. Later on in the game, you pick up a shit ton of bow gun ammo for Chris. And it's like, if I didn't give Chris the bow gun, right. he's, this ammo is useless. So it's stuff like that where it's very specifically designed. And, um... Uh, uh, Objection. You uh -huh. do get to be Claire again so she could put the bow gun back sure, in the item box. That doesn't help me in the active scenario when I'm playing as Chris and don't have the ammo. But there's plenty of other ammo around. There's plethora of handgun and shotgun shells it's a game with a massive amount of ammo of weapons so you have a plethora of ammo to choose from well, right hang on so you have another point right uh well i can get into the trick puzzles later yes okay so really quick because i want his full response to, sure, your, sure, to sure. the inventory management point no he just did it the defense right? <clears throat> so there's some things about the game that i don't think anybody could really defend Okay. Just like every Resident Evil game. Okay. I would like to argue that my opposing counsel has stated in episode 83 of the Fan Freaks podcast. <laughs> so we're going to look this up right now? We got, on I the time he's... code 104 minute on the Spotify account. Uh -huh. I don't know what it would be on the other thing. Sure. Just give away our password Say... too. Why not? <laughs> Go ahead. Please. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Jesus. No, this is very serious to me. This is, this is life or death. Clearly. Code Veronica is on trial. Yes. Oh, my God. What, what, what did I say? So the time allegedly? code on 104, mm -hmm. I stated, well, nothing makes sense in Resident Evil. George acknowledges, yeah, you're right. Nothing makes sense. Objection. Relevance. This is literally just me joking around about the series as a whole. And trust me, buddy, there's a lot of shit in Resident Evil that doesn't make sense. That doesn't excuse, ex excuse a game that actively goes against you as you're playing it like this. I don't, know how, I don't know how much uh, a possibly hyperbolic statement really matters to this particular case. But, but since he's using all of Resident Evil sure. as a code, as a formula, right. no, shouldn't well, okay. all of Resident Evil uh, be objection, on trial objection. here? I'm not talking about the entirety of the series. I'm not comparing That's this to Resident That's what you said in your opening statement, sir. Previous Resident... I did like not that. say all. I said previous Resident Evil games. Well, what is previous? Like One, previous two, two code three. Veronica, you mean? What? Yes. Okay. But okay, dude, I'm not comparing it to Resident Evil 6... You know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about the original formula of the classic games. Okay, that's the, valid. Right? This is the traditional Resident Evil style. I'm not comparing it to 4, and we all know how ridiculous So we're not it. including another spinoff like Survivor, which is a previous game previous to Code Veronica. I mean, you could? So? That doesn't but change anything. But that's a first-person okay. on-rail shooter. Uh, How objection. is that he similar on, to 1, 2, 3? This is nothing but whataboutism. We're talking... The trial is about Code Veronica. I'm no, talking but, about Code Veronica. Yes, but the, the, but the point he's making is that you've made a statement that uh, uh, you've almost treated Resident Evil, the games prior to uh, Code Veronica, as monolithic, and that they had a certain design. Yeah, a certain design. Because but we're the arguing... presence of at least one other game that breaks that design means that the that it's it's not a concrete design. 
in a spin-off where they were doing a completely different perspective and this whole nine yards. But by its nature, is Code Veronica not No, really a no. Because, look, I can even bring in a game later on like Outbreak. Okay. I'm talking about the traditional Resident Evil gameplay formula, which right. Survivor is not a part of. Okay, but then why does Code Veronica have to be? Because it's trying to be. It's not giving me a According completely... to whom? Dude, it is still in the traditional styles of a Resident Evil game. It's not trying okay. to give me a first-person perspective. It's not. You some... can play it in first-person. So if I may clarify, this is just pedanticness. I'm I'm, I'm trying to be legit now, hang here. On. If I if I may clarify, sure. So what you're saying is that it's too close to be a spinoff, but not close enough to to be something radically different like four. Right. It's not okay. trying to be a completely new gameplay style genre. Okay. It's not trying to be a new genre. It is just. It, it is trying to do classic resi, and you even said it before with the fucking backtracking. It's doing stuff like that. But but it's doing it in a way that feels so grindy because instead of, let's say, for example, I pick up an item on the, the west side, east, east side of the mansion, right? And it's an item for the west, okay? I get it. I go over there, and then I and I go back. That's fine. But what it's not is a, a fucking, like, loop-de-loop -loop going up an elevator, and if the fucking power's not on, that means I can't use that elevator, but if I have this item in the shotgun thing, that means that that path's unavailable, and it becomes this fucking mess of, I can't even backtrack. I can't even get to the place I need to backtrack to. I know where I need to go, but there's so many fucking bells and hoops and whistles or whatever the fuck that it's impossible, not impossible, obviously, but very hard to get there. I'm going to imagine you said sustained for sure. his objection. So while he did say that nothing makes sense in Resident Evil, and I somewhat agree with him. Like, out of context much, but okay. Well, it's a bit hyperbolic. So that, It is. So I'm not sure how relevant a hyperbolic statement is to specific points being made about gameplay mechanics. Because, sure, him saying that could be construed as, you know, uh, directly in contradiction to what he just said about there being a cohesiveness of the Resident Evil games. But that's also like me saying, uh, you know, like if, if I had $100 in my pocket, me saying, bro, I've got like a million bucks. Like, it's a hyperbolic statement. It's intended to not necessarily be taken as record, if you will. While that is a fair point, okay, I felt it was necessary, considering his opening statement was blanket to the Resident Evil uh, franchise. Sure. Which uh, I believe we are talking up till this game. We're yeah. treating this as the most recent release. If I may rescind... Okay. My description, because you're right. I'm not talking about the entire series. I'm talking about specifically traditional Resident Evil gameplay. Right. So which... for the for the purposes of this discussion, it's like he said, we're acting as though Code Veronica was the latest game to come well, out. That and plus think about Outbreak, which also follows the classic Resident Evil gameplay okay. perspective. It's not specifically but differently because it's a multiplayer. Right. Well, that was yes, but it doesn't. It doesn't change the well. I guess that also is it's the first and only Resident Evil game that I know to only have four item slots. Well, that was to balance with the multiple people coming in. But yeah, mm. I see what you mean. But the but I'm just trying to differentiate this between the action trilogy, okay. which is something completely different. Fair. The action trilogy will have to be on trial for another day. <laughs> no one <laughs> is defending the action trilogy. <laughs> the end. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that merc wow. mode, huh? <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Look at Chevy. So over basically, here. The, what, what we're coming. Oh, now I do want to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> where, where we're coming to a to a head here is that in terms of the uh, the prosecution's point on inventory management, uh, let me let you me have no counter argument really. Hold on. Okay. I feel really I feel really uh, shunned to on this. Okay. Because he's talking specifically yes. over what characters do the game really doesn't help you in that. Uh-huh. I understand that. No Resident Evil game actually does. Sure. No Resident Evil game until that point really had something to the effect of what, for example, in Resident Evil 2, you could play as Sherry when you're Claire and you could play as Ada when you're uh, Leon. But they th- those characters literally throw the objects through the ventilation right. Physically. Physically. And Resident Evil 1 let you play briefly as Rebecca when you're Chris. Right. Mm -hmm. And Resident Evil 3 lets you play as Carlos, but Carlos's inventory doesn't transfer. As I mentioned earlier. As he mentioned. Right. So this was a game that was trying, I feel, to do something different while trying to maintain that kind of character switch that has been going on through the series up to this point. Did it do it perfectly? Me say yes, him say no. Right. My and that's, heart, yeah. really, right. Uh, that's really the uh, the crux of this argument, because this is a subjective argument. Of course. Because, again, the game has a good design if you play it a certain way, but it just leaves too much open for variables for people to fuck up like right. this. I, unfortunately, have something that he didn't bring up that I would actually use to attack Code Veronica with. The last boss stunlocks you. And oh. it is one of the worst fucking things in the world. Oh well, that that's a whole other point. We'll get. But there. that's gameplay. No. That, when you yeah, tell yeah. me yeah. gameplay, right? But right that's now, what I perceive. Well, the entire game- discussion is gameplay overall. Yeah. So like, the, we're, we're doing item management. About the inventory management. But part you're now. but you're absolutely correct. And I was gonna bring up how fucking like I, yeah. I am gonna ask the. I'm, uh, basically, I want I want his argument in a point by point thing. Right. For okay. I, rep- I misunderstood. Yeah. Okay, for so- you to reply to each point, and then after that's all done, you can have a, a bit of uh, some points to make. Would you? you would on. you argue? Because you brought up the ammo toll. Would you argue the ammo toll goes with the item management? Um, I guess so. Yeah, because you it would expect you to have ammo for where you'd normally expect to so get ba- ammo. Uh, just to reiterate that point, so you're saying that there's certain parts that if you didn't start that part with the right amount of ammo. You That's have it. to reset. Yes. Fucked, restart the whole now, game. Mo- some people, especially over. in my chat, brought it up like, oh, what if ha- what happens when you go into a boss room? You're right. locked off. But it's like, you know that's a boss room when you right. go there, or you know that that's a boss encounter that's going to be over in five seconds. It's not the introduction to a new area. Right. And by, oh, no, you're locked off. Sorry. I have said before, in my opinion of the ammo toll, before you go to a new area, right before you open the door that leads you out of one area to a brand new area, there is a safe room, there is an item box. Sure, I have a rebuttal. Similarly, the game also shows you when Claire first gets to Antarctica, there is an item box in the plane, but you can't get back to it. There isn't a tentacle there, mind right, you. Right, right. So there really isn't a need to get more ammo, but if you go a certain way, there's a huge horde of zombies in a room that will eviscerate you if you aren't prepared. Okay. Vis-a-vis, after that whole Claire thing, 
that's after a boss and you can't go back to that item box after the boss. Right. So you just automatically go into this item room, into this room the, filled with yeah. some items, but it's covered with at least eight zombies. And each zombie takes to nine to 12 rounds of the handgun. Jesus. It is demonstrably weaker compared to the knife. I, I didn't want to be the first one to bring it up. Oh, you brought it up. Yeah. Even before, Which, the, by the, before way, the trial, but yeah. yes. <laughs> by the way, I just want to also iterate one thing he has said previously, uh-huh. and I think he was going to bring it up. In the main hall where Claire is captured, there, you go. there is a knife in the floor. It's shining, and you can pick so it up. So they have the, the ability to do this, to give you a means to destroy Aren't the tentacle. Aren't you supposed to say objection first? Objection. But no, I'm agreeing with... Wait, what? Yeah, I don't he's, know. he's agreeing with you. I don't think he was. Either way, like, they had... Ob- objection? Sure. Oh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> additional addendum. I don't know. Fucking, okay. Alliterate. They have the ability to drop in a knife when you need it to save Claire, but they couldn't do the same before the ammo toll tentacle that locks you and makes you right. soft lock. Why? But again... If we're going through this franchise up to this point, every time you go to a new area, before you get to the new area, there is an item box and a save. So you can save, you can re- give yourself resources necessary to go there. For example, the first mansion. Before- On that note, real quick. I have, yeah. Oh, well, quick question. If, if So am I the only person, like... What is the save? Is it still a, it's still a save slot system in Code Veronica? The right? typewriter, yeah. yeah, yeah. So why do you have to reset your whole game versus just going back to an earlier save? Oh, I don't mean reset from the beginning. Oh, okay. Because no. that's what the word reset means to me, and I just no, wanted to clarify. No, no. I'm like, damn, that's rough. <laughs> well, if well, it, it depends how far back you saved. Sure. It, and, and also, if you are going for an S rank, or I mean, I'm sorry, there's no S rank. There's an A rank. Oh, if you're going for an A rank. And a no save run, you are fucked if yeah, you don't absolutely. plan properly. And speaking of, this game is full of uh, uh, save rooms with like one typewriter, no item box, or one item box, no save, no typewriter. Mm. It's like they will make the save room be down the hall and three doors down da- uh, and, and three rooms to the left. No, you said it right. Three doors down. <laughs> three doors down. Yes, the whole band is there. But no, I'm just saying like they purposely separate it just to elongate the time right. it takes to get your shit in order. Now to rebuttal. Well, sorry, really quick because on your point of you know if people are making s runs and a or a, a runs and no save runs, they would know they know they would yeah. know beforehand yeah, right this, like this kind of case is really more relevant to the new player right it's really more relevant to someone who doesn't know or somebody like, like or someone who plays like ne- me who hasn't played it in years right or for example in that example right there in antarctica right you're saying there's a save room right before you go there and uh-huh. get to the ammo toll where i could have stocked up and been able to fight the, the tentacle sure sure i absolutely agree with that but in my mind again i mean maybe in some other resident evil players mind too when i'm going to a new area there's going to be items to pick up that's what i was trying to bring up okay i was trying to say in the mansion, for example, before you go to the garden, which leads you to the guardhouse, you have a save room with an item box, mm-hmm. and then you go and you drop off four slots. Okay. Four slots for, for the key item. I think it was the wind crest. You have to and, melt this, this thing and get a gold who's a what's it from it. It's really okay. weird. Right, right. But that's Code Veronica. I'm talking about Resident Evil 1 oh. particularly. But Resident Evil 1 did that. Resident Evil 2 does that with the sewers. Every time you go solve this key item door, you go into a new place. But 
before you go down there, I always thought there might not be anything there. It might lead me to a boss, which did happen to Resident Evil 2, particularly with Leon, if I remember right. No, Leon A and Claire A. Both of them go into the sewers. They're going into the sewers. They have to fight a G-mutant. I, right, I, it's, I forget it's, the name. No, you're right. It is G adult or G mutant. Yeah, it's Whatever literally, the fuck it's literally that is. just called that G mutant. Right, and Resident Evil Three has that whenever you go on the train, but that fucking game throws so much ammo at you, it's not really relevant. And it never stops you from being able to go back to a previous item box either. I disagree. Which segment? From the streets to the church, you have to find that part oh, of the church. Three. Yeah. Okay. What are you talking about? No, because I thought we were still in two. So sorry. I'm just have to. I have to mentally map yeah. myself two. to what happens in three. <laughs> two. Yes. He has to take the disc out of his yeah. brain. Yeah. Put the Resident Evil three in. Jill disc goes in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And yes, but each game before you go to a new area, yes, you do have a save slot and you do have an item box. We have a case here of two different people reacting to the same game differently sure whereas he expects new items to pick up i do not right an optimist and a pessimist and i feel inherently that is the crux the does that even apply half empty. you see the item box is half full oh god <laughs> and the, the trick is on us so, it's infinite I, I, but I, that I, is my point right and i then get that if I, and could... I do want to continue that point but we're, we're we so far are ju- have just talked about item management. Well, it's it's a big part of the Resident oh, Evil okay. game. Like, That's fair. it is a major part. All right. Um, but just to mention really quick, the reason why is that I okay. So he basically stocks up before going to the new area. Uh-huh. I know usually. I know probably there's one example of it not happening, but more often than not, when you go to a new area, they give you a save room, an item box, because they, they're trying to establish this is the new area. This is the training facility. This is um, the, the guardhouse or something. Sorry. That too, yes. <laughs> so, like, in my mind, as you said, it's just two different gameplay styles. I empty out my inventory so that when I go into the new area, I can pick stuff up and then drop it off in the item, the save room that I will find there. Right. This game subverts that intentionally i suppose where they put this tentacle there to sort of make you go no you should have been prepared before you got there and it's like okay this doesn't feel like something that usually happens but it kind of felt like a fuck you resident evil code veronica x is the last jedi of resident evil oh god I get... actually like i'm sorry it does subvert a lot and i wanted to bring it up earlier the trick puzzles but um, but well, no. So do you want to move on to that point? Uh, just really quick. Uh, just in terms of item management, there's also a lot of inventory uh, limitations. Okay. There's like two fucking metal detectors. There's um. That's, that's in the beginning of the game, yes. Right, and then there's um the shotgun hanger thing where you've got to put this on here so that way you can actually maneuver and it helps you get around. Like right, it's a it's a cutesy game mechanic. I feel that it's trying to do, but it's mm-hmm. not cute. And, but it does a lot of that, where it's like... Uh, no, that's really it. What? Well, What yeah. other instance is there? Inventory limitation. Well, I wrote down those two because I was list- I was going back to my Let's Play to find all the specific instances where they do that. Because the... Oh, the- here's one. Um, the, the three seals or whatever. You basically have to carry all three of them at the same time as Chris to go all the way back up. Even though it's like, why did this have to be three separate items? 
Oh. Because it, when Claire got there, because there were three Because it's a key item that right. it established in the first place. But it's, a, it's just an unnecessary weight on your inventory management that's just there for the sake of making it I don't it know. I don't, feel, I, don't, I don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. that's, that's me. I mean, for me, that's the same thing with the uh, with the wind crest and stuff like that and the MO keys. But, but this is the MO so, disc. Is so right. herein, lies the, uh, uh, herein lies the problem with this format is that uh, an actual court case seeks to find objective truth. There's no uh, truth here. Yeah, it's all objective here. This is it's subjective. subjective. Correct, correct. As fuck. You're right. Um, so therein lies the problem but, with this but format. I can also kind of twinge it a bit by saying this game has the most amount of two-slot weapons in the entire game. So like, you no, also have to balance that franchise? with that. Or friend, yes, sorry, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely until is. that point, yes. Until okay. that point, yes. Later on, it gets worse. Well, yeah, of course it got worse. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, oh, I'm this sorry. Is... We were supposed to act like the other games didn't. Happen Can you yet. clarify, yeah. just for if anyone listening maybe isn't familiar with what you're talking about? Right. What exactly is a two-slot weapon versus a two-slot weapon is ba usually when you pick up a gun in Resident Evil, it takes up one slot in your inventory. Uh -huh. But if it's a big enough gun... And how many... Uh, like, let's say Resident Evil 2, for example. Uh -huh. How many slots do you have in your inventory at the beginning of the game? Eight. Thank you, because I actually <laughs> hesitated for a second. You because later on get a side pack. Because the side pack comes in, and right. I don't remember how Right, you which you could leave up. for the other character in Scenario B. Right. Because oh, that game had a zapping system. Also, which the Resident Evil 3 fucked that. up. Every character starts with eight. Right. Later on, you get to go to 10. Right. Resident Evil Code Veronica, you just find side packs willy-nilly. Wait, Chris starts with six, right? No, he starts with eight in this one. No, I mean, Resident in, in Evil one, 1, he starts with mm, six. six. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, in Code Veronica, how many slots do you start off with? Eight. Eight. And how right. many do you end with? Ten. Up to ten. Okay. Yes. So, you can only expand two more slots. Yeah. Which okay. is just one more double one weapon, More double slot weapon. Yes. So, in, uh, in terms... It, yeah, sorry. In, in, but it's worth ahead. noting for mm -hmm. people listening... That those slots aren't just for weapons. That includes anything you're fucking carrying. The, bo the box of ammo. Yeah. Ammunition, key items. The knife. The knife. A healing item. The knife is one slot, correct? Is one yes. slot, yes. yes. A healing item. Healing so that's item. already like 50% of your inventory lie, full. if the knife was four slots, I'd still carry it. <laughs> well, I don't know. It'd be great to have Pyramid Head's great knife in this, honestly. Jesus. That'd a be buster great. sword. That'd be fantastic. Um, Okay. But so, do you see what I mean? It's less objective when I'm stacking them. When it's the two weapons and then the three keys. You yes. don't like, have to carry the two weapons. The two item weapon slot. Like, you don't have to carry the, the two weapon sure. slot item. Because it's the AK-47, the gold Lugers, which are a key item, which you immediately use afterwards. Yes. The submachine guns, which are optional for Chris, only if you get uh, the lighter after saving Rodrigo. Okay. Which I did. And you have a missable dual pistol M1000P, okay. which are very much in the beginning of the game. Okay. Isn't that when Chris's game? No. In Claire's game in the prison, one of the zombies crashes in through a window oh, that and they one. have okay. dual no. pistols. That one I know, yes. The zombie has a dual pistol? No, it's yeah, all like... No, they're it's on a... no, they're equipped on him and they drop as soon as he gets up from crashing in through the window. Oh. Well, all right. But huh. that's it's uniquely paced. Right. The AK-47 you get after you do a whole mess of things. I don't really see it as an issue. Obviously, if you wanted to go fucking bangers on everything you see, yeah, equip the AK and the submachine gun and just go ham but, on but everything. But I really do. And that's four Sorry, item slots, right. which essentially is the handgun and the handgun ammo, the shotgun and the shotgun shells, the grenade launcher, and two... 
one grenade shells, it's still the same thing. It's just those guns don't have as many ammo resources out there. Pair that with the ability to lock off weapons from specific characters. Right. It kind of, it's just But combined. it also allows you to get different weapons. If you don't get the bow, you could get the Colt Python if you bring back the fire extinguisher. Or you could get an AK-47 and the shotgun. But you gotta know that the fire extinguisher that you've used once is gonna be, like, I don't know. It's just a lot of things you're because not Because everything to know. in Resident Evil makes sense in the regard of once you use a key item, it asks you, this item is useless now. Discard it? It's possibly the best feature in the Resident Evil franchise. Yes. <laughs> right. Next to you fully explored this room. Yeah. Those are the two biggest Which came injuries. later. Which came later. Way later. Yes. <laughs> it should have been there earlier. Yes. <laughs> but still. Agreed. <laughs> the fire extinguisher gets used. And guess what? You can still have it in your inventory. Why is that? Oh, the game's telling you in its numb de plus way, you're not done with it. So might as well keep it. Okay. And if for whatever reason, and there you kept is it on an play. item box right adjacent, a room away from where you put it into the security box. Okay. Sure. And just for argument's sake, what if you thought I got to use this recently? Literally what we're doing here. Right. Well, I got to <laughs> use this recently. Let me keep this on Claire. Mm. The fire extinguisher is lost. Chris can never use it until Claire is playable again. And it's Which entirely useless. Cl Chris can get it back. Sure. Because you find the room where you get to refill the fire extinguisher with Chris. Claire puts it back in the item box. You get Chris again. Oh, I got I got the fire extinguisher. There. I could get the cold python. I could kill Alexia. Prosecution. Um, I would like to hear your next point. Next point. Okay, I was about to say I'm pretty, pretty set on inventory management, yes. I feel. We did a good amount on there. Um, next up, I want to talk about the trick puzzles. Okay. Where it's less that... Um, I just feel like it's not always conveying. It's it's less that it's trying to trick you and more that it's not really conveying what the puzzle is sometimes. Okay. Or that even Are this Are we talking the glass ball? That is very much going to be I... one. The, uh, yes, the mic picked that up totally. Can you I hate the for glass for ball. for the for yeah. just for the for the the may the court record show that the dude is sitting here wincing. <laughs> It's not looking this, good for, for this particular point. Just to be fair uh -huh. to the court and to the jury of my freaks alike, uh -huh. this may cost me the trial. <laughs> just okay. letting you know. Okay. I mean, I, there's a couple of these puzzles. So, elaborate. Yes. Uh, so there's a couple of these puzzles. The first one I want to bring up, this one's just more of think outside the box kind of thing. But, like, when you first go to the first metal detector and okay. you have to put all your items in. Yeah. The first thing everyone does is put all their items, and then it still goes off. And they're like, because of the fuck? lighter. Because of the lighter. Because never in any game have you been ever able to put away your key character item. This is the first one. This is the and first And what does time. the game do to you the first thing you do? I thought about that, too. Yes, it shows you how to equip it. Not that you could get rid of it. Okay, that's fair. But okay, that's so, also wait, the wait. first time in a Resident Evil game we were able to equip right. that item. So, is that... Until well, that yeah, point, there yeah. were no equipable ones, right? There was usable ones, yes. Yep. So I just want clarification, though. So what is the problem here? The the problem is that it's not really a problem. More of it's just kind of like a oh, that was the puzzle. Fuck right. you, because that I, that care that little um image in your inventory is usually never moves. So you would never think, oh, I can actually hover over that and put that in the box. Right. That's never been an option in a previous game. But to his credit, they do show you how to use it, and you would see 
No, you would just see use and check. Equip. O equip and check. And combine. Which That's really something... doesn't imply that you could get rid of it. So No, we but we never really had that in the inventory until that point where we could get rid of something. That's what I'm saying. Like it was just such a weird new thing. It subverted your expectation. Right. And that's kind of what this game does. It really is the Force Awakens of this Last shit. Last Jedi. Last Jedi Force of Awakens this shit. shit. The, the, the fucking... The Phantoms Among Us, whatever. <laughs> you're, you're acting pretty sus right now. Oh, God. God. Oh, oh, God, not in this courtroom. Um, the other one I want to mention so was... Just, just so I, so I, I want to make sure and, and clarify the right. point. So the problem here is exactly that. It's that basically... It, the game expected you to do something that it had never expected you to do in a previous game. It doesn't convey that you could do this right. in the okay. first place. Or at least not clearly enough. Right. Objection. Yes. I'm going to reiterate a point I said earlier. Okay. Resident Evil isn't really good at letting you Holding know what you can do. Sure. I'd like to point out one of the things that Bone King has liked about the franchise, especially the first one he played... There is no, tu no tutorial. Sure. It throws you into the deep end and expects you to live or die. Uh, uh, objection? Sustained Correct. or... Uh, I would, I, yeah, I, I sustain that. For, it would Re sustain. Response to this. Resident Evil, when it comes to key items and items, there are item descriptions specifically written to give you a hint on how to use them. Now, you're right. The Resident Evil 2 doesn't give you a tutorial on how to play, and I do like that. Or one or three. Sure. Um, well... The three play, playing manual, I guess. Technically, they give you two books. You start out with, Jill just ran out of her apartment with two books. Um, in any case, um, when it comes to key items, they usually give you a description that hints you as to what you can do with it. You also get a playing manual in Code Veronica. That's Yes. and you, I'd, Help me understand the note system with the red book, yellow book, blue book. Help you understand? What the? F why? You will pick up notes in this like game, it's and it's not even, like, sequential, like, oh, this book is full, next book. You'll get a note for blue book, and then a note for red book, and then a note for yellow book. Uh, I each color it. coordinates with a specific type of notes to carry through the game. I never really cared enough to know what each book represents. Oh, okay. So it just adds this extra layer of confusion. What was the last note I got? Well, the last note I got was in a red book. Oh, no, this one's in a blue book. Why? Like, that's bad design, in my opinion. It's not as clear-cut as something like the previous games would have done. Um, and, uh, wow, we're getting there. I'm sorry. Um, next one is just the water the thingy with the drain, where it's like you have to fill it up to 10. I didn't realize that when you overfill it, a little bit gets left over. Oh. Like, you have to do water levels. and Just it, like Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yes, but that game actually yes, actually, but that game actually made it more set make more sense because they were swipping the swatching sw swipping swatching, wow, swapping swapping the vials <laughs> as opposed to just filling it up repeatedly. And I'm sitting there like an idiot repeating it, objection. Filling it up. Yes, ooh, another. I would like to argue this is one of those puzzles that Resident Evil likes to fuck you with. Resident Evil Three had one in the clock tower. Which one? The music box. Music box is easy as fuck. Also the water level. Not as easy, but um, <laughs> music box, the music box is totally, it, it explains itself I, perfectly. Sorry. I can't remember for the life of me if Resident Evil 2 had one, but Resident Evil 1, I don't know if it had. Oh, well, no. Resident Evil 1 did have I was about to say a really Vigil. fucking shitty one that's almost as bad as the glass ball. Which is, oh no, that's remake. Sorry. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. 
I thought you were going to bring up. Well, uh, because you can't run. There's right. a section oh, in Resident Evil One you can't run. That's clever, and you get though. a you get attacked by Chimera, which are fucking ugly looking things that are fast as fuck. They were the liquors of Resident Evil One. Objection. <laughs> because you can't. Can you objection during my objection? Fuck it, it's my courtroom, yes. <laughs> Chaos bounds. Uh, objection, you get a note that specifically says, if you walk or run with this, you will blow up. Right. So that is the but conveyance I'm looking for. You want to know where the fucking glass ball shows you a huge concrete slab that slams down. Oh, we're, and I'm it, getting to that. Right, but I'm using Resident Evil 1 can't run in a note conveyance Compared to a visual conveyance of the concrete slab slamming down, knowing that if you get caught in that, you're dead. Okay, the prosecution is clearly having a convulsion over your use of this point. So why don't you go ahead and get to that? Right, we're going to so, talk about the last one, which is the ball puzzle, the okay. ball crystal, the crystal ball puzzle. Okay. The difference, or let me explain what it is first, actually. So Claire um, starts out her next segment in danger because fuck you. Um, <laughs> Yes, because she was chained up before she starts out in danger. Is no, that how that not. works? She started out in danger in my game, so I don't know if that was because of something previously That's or not. because during your boss fight with Nosferatu, you left her in danger and you didn't hear All right, it. fine. I'll, I'll resend that one. Fine. Um, I guess fuck you to Bone specifically. Uh, <laughs> yes. Either way, you go to like this prison area. I've been trying. Ayo. Um, you go through this prison area, also with some extra tentacles that come out of nowhere and slap you. And it's very hard to run past those. You know what I'm talking about, where they recreate the Resident Evil 1 dog painting type. thing. Oh, yeah. And they just immediately come out and get a free hit for fun. I don't know. Maybe I didn't figure out what to do with them. Yeah, um, shoot them. I did. Anyway. Keep so shooting them. You so go, tell me more about this puzzle. You go into this this dungeon area. And what it is is that there is a cannonball, uh, a cannon, just a cannon. Um, that's upright, and there is a giant slab hung from the ceiling with chains. And there is a, a dark gray square under that slab. So your first inclination as a gamer is, if I go under that slab, I get killed. Because there is Which an Which it will trigger, by the Which way. Which it will, and it will kill you. Because you have to go through that, underneath that slab, to get to the cannon. I didn't mention that the cannon is right next to the gray square. Right. So you cannot get to the other side of the cannon without going under that gray square. So you have to go under that cannon, turn a wheel to make a crystal ball come out. You, go, you have to do that whole thing again to get away from the fucking slab as you grab the crystal ball, and it says you have to break this. Let's not even mind the fact that Claire could easily break this just throwing this against the wall. Just whatever. Fine. Really, bro? I'm just saying practical like, logic could help here. Practical okay. logic would have helped in the other games as well. Sure, but this game expects you to have some extra yes, layer of practical This door how, how is many, locked yeah. by a diamond no, no, no. key. I have a gun. I could shoot the lock. How many no, barriers no, no. could you jump over? And there was, it, like, Very it, true. <laughs> sure. But this game almost expects you to do something like that. Like throw it against the wall. Mm. You are expected. Sorry. I didn't even get no, to no, no, no. I just was. wanted to say okay. the actual written description when you check the crystal ball says a well-polished crystal. It contains a card inside. I could obtain the card if I crack it. Yes, essentially. Okay, yeah. If break it. It's the same thing. Okay, yeah. Regardless. So what the game wants you to do, and I didn't understand this, is stand underneath that gray thing that instant kills you. And what you have to do is you have to walk under it, and before the thing slams down like it's done multiple times in the past, you have to go to your inventory, press the crystal ball, and press use. Claire will then put it on the ground 
And, and an animation will begin. And an there. animation will begin where the thing doesn't slam down for no reason. It's just staying up there until Claire gets out of the way. It slams, raises it back up. Now, if you if you fuck this up, you are instant killed. Because if you go to pick up that key card, if you're not doing it as it's raising, you're dead. If it reaches the top and you go get the key card, you're dead you're again. Dead. So everything in this game, hold on, everything in this puzzle is telling you, you step under this thing, you are dead. Right. And the game wants you to do it with an undocumented command of placing something on the floor. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. But two things. One, the concrete slab, you hear an audible lock as soon as you pick up the card. Two, in where you see the concrete slab, where you see its shadow, in the center of the shadow is a glowing white square not glowing, because that's not Resident Evil. But it's a lighter color. It's a lighter... It's white compared to the gray of everything else. Okay. Well, the dark shadow of everything else. Sure. Which clearly I indicated as I just drop it there. Right. Because as I was saying, when I mentioned the item description, when you check it, it would open if I crack it. He took that as I would throw it against the wall. Well, it was more Which of a we've side never note. done in Resident well, Evil. Well, it's a side note. I wasn't actually saying that was I'm my, just listening bro I know but that that was I'm just trying me, to use you against you just trying to be funny for two seconds but um no he's absolutely oh, right never I know I just keep trying it's what insanity is <laughs> so there's that there's that light indentation in the middle Insanity's a difficulty setting what are you tumblr <laughs> um sorry hold on so there's there's a, a lighter square on the ground which yes. yes correct my first inclination is my ball has to go there ayo but honestly it's like how would I expect to know that Claire would put it on the ground and that the thing wouldn't slam in time? The, the audible click that you bring up is correct, but it happens after you solve yeah. the puzzle. When it's right, already which not I did say. Right, but I'm just saying it doesn't factor into how annoying and, and non-conveyed this solution is. Objection. Yes. Resident Evil 1 has the same thing with Jill if you don't get a specific parameter with Barry. The, the shotgun, when you get the shotgun in that room, yes. the ceiling will fall on you slowly but surely. Okay. If you don't get where Barry can open the door for you, you can die in that. It's an insta-kill death. But it's not a necessary... It's also never uh, giving you a note. It's just right. context clues matter. But it's not a necessary puzzle in the game to complete. That is a specific scenario where you actively got bad reputation with Barry to have that happen. Plus, he could still save you, I think. So I don't know. Like, also, I've never Chris had that happen. has that happen. Well, Chris can... is the shotgun puzzle. It's a trap. Right. But it is a trap. You get these traps. It's part of Resident Evil. This concrete slab isn't really a puzzle. It's more of a trap. No. And we get that in the games. Objection? Okay. Because in that regard, the, the the when you take the shotgun off the the holder or whatever the fuck, it makes a chunk, and you know a trap has activated. Meaning, if you leave with that shotgun, you're fucked. Objection. I'm in the middle of my objection. I did. The, you did that to me. I haven't finished my <laughs> sentence. You did. There was a period. I asked the defense to please wait and let the prosecution finish their objection. Bah humbug. <laughs> The insta-kill aspect of it only happens when you've gone far away enough and actively ignored the warning. In Code Veronica, you are expected to do something that Claire has never done all game surrounding an instant kill trap that can kill you getting close to it and getting out of it. 
It is the most strenuous and intense moment in the entire game, and I never want to replay the game just because of that segment. Yes. Now, now I'm done. Yes. Now my objection? Yes. yes. So the game has these almost will kill you rooms if you don't do certain things, but that's Resident Evil up to that point. There is instant kills for whatever reason in every puzzle. I, there is actually in Resident Evil 3 Nemesis a point where Jill dies if you as Carlos fail to stop Nemesis. And there is nothing you can do to stop it if he breaks down that chapel door. Same thing goes in Resident Evil 1 with the shotgun puzzle, which is almost borderline necessary to deal with the hunters during the later game. In this clear crystal ball, which you're talking about, again, I refer to context clues. How do we approach this? We see a cannonball. We see this. We have explored every other area. This is the last thing we need to check. It's the only area we need to check. We see the concrete slab. The concrete slab is there's two ways to go about it. If you go forward, you get the a jail cell, which has ammo. Mm -hmm. It's a cute little trick to find ammo and to show you, hey, the concrete slab will kill you. And then there's also the cannon where the ball comes out. Both will trip will trigger the 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 trap. Right. Which is necessary okay. as context clues to show you, hey, you're gonna die if you don't do this right. Okay, now on that point though, now here's where I need to clarify. I want to clarify okay. something. Okay. So let's say you're going to the ammo room. Right. The jail cell that has the ammo in it. Uh-huh. You walk under the slab, you walk across, and then the slab Go. goes walk or right? run which one because walk okay. you're dead red run okay, you survive fine. i don't know run across the slab it falls it falls it falls. right yes okay and what you're and if i'm understanding correctly the way you beat the puzzle is you hang on i know actually i think we're wrong i think it doesn't slam until you drop the ball no 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 okay it doesn't change anything i'm just i thought that well, was something for me it does because okay. okay so you run across the slab falls Right? Right. Pretty quickly. I, You're I, fucking I right. Quickly. It does. Yeah, it doesn't actually... Because the cannon tri triggers it. Right. Okay, what? <laughs> it doesn't slam until after you've taken the ball out of the cannon. Okay, sure. But it still slams down immediately as it starts. Okay, but right. you've taken the ball out of the cannon. Right. And then you move under the, the slab, and it falls. Mm -hmm. Right? The way you defeat the puzzle is you stand under the slab. Ah. Hang on. You stand <laughs> under the slab. You go into your inventory, which effectively pauses what's going on in right. the game. In right. In every Resident Evil. Yeah. In almost every Resident <laughs> Evil, it, it stops. Yeah. In every Resident I Evil love up until then. Outbreak every Resident so Evil up till here. Outbreak is so good. Uh, Sorry. So it stops. It stops. Pauses time. Lets you use the use command, which puts, which then cuts to a scene. An animation. In yes. which the, the slab thing is has just not suspended. started falling. It's just suspended. It's just suspended there. And Claire has time to put the ball down. Yes. And then you move out of the way. Correct. Yes. Okay. So, if for me, that does sound incongruent with the behavior of the slab up until that point. Hmm. Right. So, that's the point that I feel like the, the, the prosecution is making. Is that that behavior of succeeding, the, of the success of the puzzle, is incongruent with how the puzzle behaves up until that point. 
that and I don't think there was ever an argument that that was what you were supposed to do. That it wasn't conveying that you were supposed to use the ball. Right. But in your mind, you've played ninety five percent of this game. You're basically you're in the last area of the game. Right. You're and in the lab. You're not expecting a brand new kind of concept of putting an item down. You're trying to figure out, well, how is Claire going to get that down there? Do I have to like roll it from somewhere else? Like using the game's mechanics to try and do what you're saying, like what immediately comes to mind. But it going under the thing that instant kills you is something I wouldn't want to do. But we've by gone through the game up to this point using items in different ways that aren't used before. For example, sure. there was a puzzle where you actually have to turn. Sorry, go ahead. Where you have to turn a statue to stop the poison gas. We've seen this before. Yeah, it's in a lot of them. But in this situation, you get a sword that you can't use for weapons. You actually have to use it. You can't use it as a weapon, you mean? You yeah, can't yeah. use oh. it as a weapon. It's a rusty sword. So you just stab this... Uh, uh, man in the Iron Mask uh, it's type Iron, of thing. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Mm. You stab that, and then all of a sudden a zombie comes out to, you know, shock and awe you. But we've never done something like that up until that point. It's a very Dark Souls 2 thing, mm. where it's like a little just dig, like, haha, you wouldn't expect this random hit here. And it's like, okay, that's fine. And in some Also, cases, it follows you if you don't kill it. That That's actually the one that I actually do like in the game in terms of little traps because it's not an instant kill that makes me unsure on how to solve a puzzle. Again, I like to reiterate that. Right, right. For example, the shotgun puzzle mansion. Right. It can be oh, evaded. The door to put back the shotgun will be open sometimes. You can do that. There's other times where it's locked and you do die. I do want to go ahead and get to closing statements soon. Okay. Well, soon-ish. Yes. Uh, but before, before we continue with any more of your points, right. I'd like to know if the defense has any points that they would like to make. On the game? Yes. Oh, I wasn't... Okay, that's fine. I was prepared to just def- go against whatever he says. That's perfectly fine. I just wanted to make sure that you didn't have anything... I could, I could come up with something. Do you have something in mind? Really quick, because uh, we're going on very long. <clears throat> this is almost a special at this yeah, point. Yeah, seriously. Uh... Resident Evil Code Veronica, when I first played it, yes. was on the Dreamcast. Yes. I was about 12 years old. I bought yes. it day one. I bought a Dreamcast specifically for this game. I really loved this game because it was the first time Claire and Chris meet up in lore at mm-hmm. this point. I well, Presumably they've met as children. <laughs> presumably. <laughs> they really have no interactions otherwise. Also, I want to contest that point too, really them working together. Objection. I didn't say that. Well, that I you... said that this is the first time they meet. Oh, okay. Just yeah, me. you did say they meet. Now we're okay. All right. Yeah, that's what you said. Okay. Hakuna, <laughs> you're taught. I'm like just saying that's another thing that really irks me about the story. I will hold you but that's yeah. what irks you and me about all of Resident Evil. So, while while this happened, yes, I made a lot of rookie mistakes mm-hmm. when I first played the game, but I never blamed the game. I blamed myself. For example, the first time I played the game, I didn't have the internet. I didn't have a strategy guide. I refused the strategy Couldn't guide. Go on game facts. I did not go on game facts. So when I tried to get the Colt Python, and I was so fucking angry, and I'm not like Bone King. I've seen his let's plays where he'll save for every part, so he could go back to a certain part. Rotate in case saves. It's the oh, rule. Yeah. Right. That's not the rule for me. Oh. Jesus. 
And I you see think... you like to live dangerously. Pretty much. Yep. Psycho Mantis was right. So when I can't I even read this, there's got no save to file. the point for the Colt Python, I left the fire extinguisher on Rockford Island. I left the fire extinguisher there because I was like, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. My next door neighbor who beat the game like three times at that point was like, where's the fire extinguisher? I'm like, what are you talking about? I left it in the security box. No, you need that. It's every Resident Evil game. You don't get discarded until you're done with it. And I was like, you're right. I'm wrong. Okay. And that's how I feel about Code Veronica. I punish myself. I say the fault is on me. I was not prepared. Not that the game didn't prepare me. I don't blame the game. If I make a mistake, I blame myself first and foremost. And I think that is one of the expectations here. That Bone King has. Okay, so on the topic of the game preparing you for a certain uh, situation versus the expectation that you as the player should be prepared, what do you have to say to the response to that? In terms of like, like, yes, you're right. Rising to the challenge is very important. I'm not saying that games need to have the same exact puzzles and patterns to like, they have to be a certain way to, to make it so it, oh, I can beat it easier. That's not what I'm trying to say here. What I'm trying to say is that there are deliberate choices in this game, such as moving a save a, a typewriter four rooms away from the item box just because. Like, little things that just feel like on purpose they were trying to, to, to... I guess the idea is to be more challenging, but it just comes off as more annoying to deal with. It's not like going three rooms down to the save typewriter is really adding so much challenge. It's more just a padding, a thing that just gets in the way between me actually finishing the game. Now, for example, that whole thing with the crystal ball puzzle, immediately afterward, you're put in a boss fight with Steve. Now, that Steve fight, obviously there's a way to do it without taking damage. You have to run forward and then run back away. But the game and the way that the camera's set up makes you want to run back and run away from him. If you do that, you die. No. No? Assuming you don't have healing items. Okay, if you don't have healing items. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, I think that's the, that. That was his point. Sure. Right. But if so you this comes back to your uh, thing about being prepared. Right. You should have had healing items in the first place. I get it. Right. And I'm not gonna I sit. It, but sense. it takes a significant amount. It's not like one green herb and you're one good. One hit. Red caution. So you have to heal after every hit. So that's like three Which fucking max, healing things. Max, if you're going max speed on that bitch. With Claire and her excellent mom jeans. Oh, she is so fast in this game. <laughs> like, wow. It's two hits at most. If you're fucking lollygagging, you're going to die with three hits. But at most, I only get hit twice. Okay. And I guess at this scenario, remember, I came into it with danger, so I'd healed previously. I had no amount. I had not a lot of healing items, and it felt like an arbitrary stopper. Whereas in other games, if I will... See, in my mind, I wasn't thinking, oh, what if I run past him and then run around? It's I didn't not... think that either. I found that out through a But that's YouTube the video. way to do it without taking damage. You know what I mean? And in other games, they would do that, but it'd be a little bit easier to understand that. And then if you fuck that up, guess what you get to do again? Tell me. The crystal ball puzzle. Uh, oh, yeah, because every... you start at the beginning of Claire's chapter. Right. Every Even single time. Even if you save. Every single time you die to Steve, you the have to do this is thing. before, the crystal, before the crystal ball puzzle. And there's no other way to really, like, save after that, if I recall. There is a room, which is the room you start out in, with the item box. You do get 
a, a typewriter there. I remember there being a specific reason why I couldn't go back to that room, and I can't remember right now. Because of the tentacles you didn't shoot. And there you go. I was locked off. I couldn't... There's This game, it just has... It leaves too many variables open for people who have different gameplay styles to just get stuck and be frustrated. It's okay. not even a challenge by that point. There are challenging moments of the game, like Nosferatu and other things. Like, those are fun. But, like, it's in balance with the other things. It just comes off as annoying. I really don't see it that way. My, okay. my issue here is what he well, just that, said. That is the crux of what we're doing here. <laughs> right. My issue is with what he just said. That isn't challenging to me. Okay. Too many open variables. But that's one of the reasons why I love Resident Evil 3 so much is because of the almost, for me, potentially limitless replay value in that. No, I, objection. I'm not saying that it has variables and that's why I'm saying it's lack of variables. It wants you to play a specific way and to think this weapon could be best there's for this some character. Port, no, but the, I feel there's some parts where it is mandatory just like every resi you have to do a certain thing sure. you have to get the key to open the door but there's other parts where you miss out on items or you miss out on on um god damn it uh weapons and such i don't understand how you don't have any ammo or any healing items by claire's part i don't understand it i'm gonna have to watch your let's play I, and see do. exactly what did he miss what did he not do? Which, by the way, you can find on www.youtube.com slash Bone But what was it? Bone King TV. Bone King Thank TV. you so much. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I, I ran appreciate out of that, breath there. Yeah. That soft plug. Um, it, again, it could have also been Nosferatu. He was really strong. Um, but I don't know. I, so I'm just saying. Um, I would like to move on to another of the prosecution's points. If I may, um, it's just more of a continuation on the Steve boss as well. Like in terms of conveyance the, okay. of fights. Um, the albinoid, I like to bring up. I am so confused on how this is a boss fight. The fucking pussy. You walk into a. I'm a, sorry. You walk into it's a. It's literally chamber. a vagina. It is oh. no. It is an electric pussy. Yeah. To be exact, but no, you walk into it's a fleshlight gone mad. <laughs> an underwater pool, right? And the key item you need is in the oh, center of the pool, this. right? Uh -huh. And there is a a big pussy that's shooting electricity across the surface of the water. Right. My first instinct is. Eh, don't go in the water. Electricity is ab you die. The end. So I'm sitting here in the corner trying to shoot him. This boss is designed and fucking programmed to run away from you the entire fight. So my ass is not even sure if I'm doing the right thing. There's not a lot of conveyance. I'm wasting all my fucking shotgun ammo. Am I even supposed to fight this thing? Apparently not. You could just walk in there and grab it. He's yeah. just a fucking ammo tank, uh, a sponge. But in my mind, electricity, water, don't go in. But apparently I'm supposed to ignore that and just run in and get no, it. No, you're not supposed to ignore that. This is where a, a variety of the game happens. You can kill the albinoid. You can skip the albinoid. There are skippable bosses. But what I mean to say is that this boss is literally just programmed to run away. It's hardly a boss fight. It's not even like... A, well, it is a boss decision. fight if you fight in its environment. Which sure, is yeah, if you let it zap you a lot. But you just have to run in there and take it, and that's it. And the game does the same thing with the spider boss, too. So I, I think the, the, the point that I'm getting from here that sticks with me is that it, there's certain things that we expect from every video game. Uh -huh. The red barrel explodes. Right. Oh, do you know how many times I've played a game and a red barrel doesn't explode? And you're just like, what the fuck? I know. Uh. It drives me nuts. 
Uh, so, but my point, that's just a, a, a trope, is the red barrel explodes. Right. The locked door, you're going to open it eventually. Eventually. Silent Hill don't says, fuck yeah. you. Silent, no, Silent Hill's key for that is the doorknob is broken. The lock is broken. That means that door is not being used for the entire yep. game. The end. Um, I, I think similarly to that is electricity in the water bad. Mm. Right. Pikachu, water conducts electricity. <laughs> like, it's ingrained for me and from my youth, dude. And it just goes right. against what I think. But, but I used to kill the Albanoid. The way- now I don't because I want to go fast. <laughs> Thanks, Sonic. Thanks, Sonic. Um, Let us know how Idris Elba is. <laughs> so, I, I think the point that's, that's trying to be made is, sure, you can't, but it seems like nothing is there to tell you that that's even an option for you. No. And that's every Resident Evil. No, in fact, they show a cutscene of a guy dying immediately to the Albanoid. No, it was a Bandersnatch. It was a Bandersnatch in the skeleton painting room? Yes. It was a Bandersnatch. You okay, see the mind. skull, you see the grip, and you hear the the grunt of the Bandersnatch. They have a scene introducing the Albanoid, but I can't remember what it was specifically. Whatever. Also, yeah, it is a scene right when you get the skeleton. It goes around and just runs around, and it's a it's a vagina. I, I'd bring up the Bandersnatches, but honestly, they weren't that much of a concern to really even bring up. They attack you from halfway across the room. I think they look cool. They definitely look cool, but they just they hit like bitches. Yeah. Claire has so much health, and it's like, no damage Whipple after, like, five bats. hits. It's nuts. Have you knifed one? No. That's no. a bitch. I haven't knifed shit in this game. Clearly. Also, there, it, with Claire, as we mentioned earlier, you have to save, uh, we're talking about key items and stuff, the game says you need a tool to get her down. So my dumbass is searching the insta- entire stage for, like, a crowbar or an acid to get rid of it, a tool, something. There's a glowing, sparkling knife. Above... Right. Upstairs, which you see in a third-person game. Okay, so if I may, uh huh, can we talk about the fucking knife? I mean, we kind of did when we talked about the ammo. What tool. about it? What do you really want to know? Well, I, I, because the, the the knife is really the 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 linchpin, the linchpin of what start of what led us here to this day. So I think should I say my concern with it? I guess, and that's why. I mean, okay. Because I'm just saying, because, like, it's not so much that the knife is useful, because I I think that's great. It's that it expects you to use it in scenarios where I would never think to use my knife. That's it. So, name a scenario. To your point. Using getting the knife to to get Claire down. Which you see right there. It's the same thing as Resident Evil Remake 1. It's not like it's in the same shot. Oh, and Resident Evil 1. You can easily miss it. Yeah, but if you're searching the stage... As you said, for a crowbar. Right. You see a sparkling thing. Even, and, and we're talking about the same room where she's in. Sure. You can make the argument, hey, that sparkling thing. I wonder if that's for that. Because sure. no other weapon in the game is going to sparkle like that. Sure. But we also picked up an extra knife earlier on. No, we didn't. There are like three or four knives in there this game. There are three knives in the game. Okay. Regardless of which, I picked up that knife and I thought I had a weapon. Because usually knives are weapons in this game. Right. But what does the tool say? Also, the shotgun putting it back what on the t- holder no, what, say. What tool say? Hold on. What are you talking about? The lighter. Use. Every item in the game, it says on the bottom. Equip, check, combine, use. I, wait. Does that work where you, I think you have to actually cut. No. It becomes a story animation cutscene. Okay. Regardless of which, 
this is this is obviously the disconnect. I saw that knife in the top corner and I said, okay, this is a backup in case. Because again, this is something that happens in this game where a weapon is locked off of with weapons, a character. Right. So I figured, oh, this is a knife for Chris in case I left it on Claire. But that wasn't the case and it turned out to be a key item, which is, again, I think bad design. Objection. Go ahead. When you start the game with Chris in Chris's section, he has in his inventory a first aid spray, a knife, a Glock, and 30 rounds of ammunition. As soon as you start with Claire, the knife is right there on top of the desk right by Rodrigo. You can option to not pick up the knife, but then why would you? And still, that knife is the only time you see it in that room and the only time you see it in the game outside of those two inventory instances. Sure. My argument would be this then. If we can plop the knife in the same room as Claire, why could we not plop it in the beginning of Antarctica and have it for both instances? It would have been the exact same thing and it would have stopped one instance where I would have been like, oh, that's the knife for this environment. I'm sorry. Again, the ammo toll, that's where you should have been prepared. I just think that if the knife could have been there, it could have been on earlier and it would have changed nothing except make it easier. For so you want more knives? No, I want I want the same knives knife. Knives out, Adrian. Knives this, out. I just want someone to teleport that same knife to the start of Antarctica. That's it. Before he started his replay for his stream. Yes. I specifically stated and he ignored me. I did not ignore you. Uh-huh. I said, please use the knife and I explain how to use it, which was to aim down with the knife against zombies because it hits multiple hitboxes mm -hmm. at the same time and there's an animation glitch where the knife will literally rip and tear through a fucking zombie it is, makes it borderline makes the handgun useless obsolete exactly oh. and it saves you one item slot because the knife doesn't need bullets objection um, yeah, that's all well and good. Yeah, the knife is really strong, and I listened to your advice because you gave me combat hints on how to use the knife. You did not mention that it would become a tool or a key item or anything, which that's is spoiler. a completely different... What? But it's a completely different that's argument. Spoiler. You can't say, I, to I, I told you about that, when really you told me about how to use it in combat, which is helpful, but not what we're talking about. But if I tell you how useful it is, and I've told you to always keep it with you, wouldn't that, by argument's sake, mean to always have it with no, you? No, only because in Resident Evil, there's a lot of switching items around. And yes, I would focus on making sure I could have it if I could, right? But uh, it, it didn't come across as advice, oh, hey, this is something for story progress. It's going to be more than what you're expecting. I don't know. I did not I'm make sorry. that jump with you. That's I, all I'm saying. I did not make that jump. I don't with know you. what else I would need to, to say. Yeah, I agree. But I'm just I, saying. I guess the case is the knife is fucking OP in Code Veronica. Well, right. there is no case on that. I agree. The case is OP in, in Code Veronica. The case is OP. The, the case? Did I say that? Yeah. Yes. The knife, whatever. You know what I mean. Um, last last things, that's it. And I, that's really all of my major well, points. on so. that note, I would like to go ahead and get to closing arguments. Mm. I think he should start first we'll since start, I started we'll start with opening. The prosecution. Look, I'm not trying to say that this is, again, as I said in the beginning, I'm not saying that this is a bad game or even that it's the worst designed Resident Evil. There's There are so many worst designed Resident Evil games. So, like, all I'm saying is that it does not... It does not reach the same level of polish as previous games in the res the traditional Resident Evil gameplay formula. 
okay? Not all of Resident Evil, but the specific classic gameplay of Resident Evil, it's not as polished, and it tries to do a lot of experimental things, which it should be commended. I'm not going to say it's not, but in my opinion, it only really benefits a very specific kind of playstyle, and everyone else just kind of gets left to the wayside, and the conveyance is not really there. That, aside from a lot of other story elements, like it being the original sort of campy thing, you look at the intro with Claire running away and you say, okay, this is where all the action-y stuff really started coming in, is this game. Um, Claire being extremely problematic, you, you know... Uh, you mean Steve? No, I mean Claire, you cross-dressing freak. Oh, that, that is a oh, lie. It was in the game. a different time. It was a different time for Claire. Let me tell you, um, guns don't kill in this game. They only wound just for for plot convenience. Right. There's a scene where Steve and, and uh, Alexia shoot each other, and they act like someone just pushed them in the shoulder. Right. Uh, uh, Alfred and and Steve. Well, it, well, it's, it's Alfred a, it's, dressed. Yeah. As so I said Alexia. Also, she's let's be honest. It's not Claire that's problematic. It's Capcom. Well, yeah, sure. For all of it, of but course. That's but true for anything. Claire when said a the character thing. Character is problematic. Right. Claire said the thing. Claire said somebody the thing. wrote. Right. Yes. No, of course. But Claire said the thing, and that's all I'm saying. But when we say a character is problematic, Adrian, that's true for anything. When, when did this game come out? 2002. Still though. 01? When did it come out? Uh, yeah, it was like 2002 or so. Okay. Man, you quote Ace Ventura all the time. And I still say it's problematic. <laughs> Either way. Super problematic. Um, I'm just saying the whole guns don't kill thing. It's just, I find it weird. They both get shot. No wounds for the rest of the game. Uh, wound for Alfred. What? Oh, no. My no. Bad. You're right. I retract. They, I they retract. just magically get better. Right. Yeah. I mean, herbs. Or, I guess, yeah, actually, I guess so. Resident Evil 3 Remake wasn't the first game to put that in the story, I guess. Um, last thing, the title call is the worst title call in the entirety of the fucking series. Okay. Resident Evil. And the last... Oh, um, sorry, one more thing. This, uh, how is this relevant? Objection. I, how is this I'm relevant? All, I'm getting all my silly story stuff now because I, I can't know, I do it later. So it's Yeah, just, but silly story doesn't mean gameplay. It, you're right. What I, what I mean by adding this is that there are things in this game that besides the gameplay that also contribute to my frustration with it. Okay. Okay, and it's not part of the... We didn't have a whole cross-examination. I'm just lightning-rounding them, okay? The bonus Wesker scenes, they don't really illustrate anything special about Wesker. They don't add anything to Wesker. It's just more fan service of him fighting Alexia, and then at the end with a confrontation with Chris, which gives Claire a second chance to be ushered out of the room and not help with the fight. Lovely. Like, but. with Alexia, it's like, oh, run off, Claire, get the hell, the jet ready. And then when Wesker's there, run off, Claire, get the jet ready. So, go ahead and give me your, like, final sentence, your final statement about your position on this argument. I know I kind of went off on a tangent to talk about the silly story stuff. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, I thought I would talk about that, too. I get it. Again, the game is not a bad game. It's not the worst design game, but it is not up there in terms of polish and design with the original trilogy and other games that use that gameplay mechanic of the traditional Resident Evil. Still play it, though. I'm not saying you can't like it, but this is the reason why I won't find myself returning anytime soon. My... May the defense please provide their closing statement. I think... I provided ample opportunity to explain why I personally really enjoy this game. Mm -hmm. And I think I explained that while his opinions are different than mine, they are no less right than mine. Sure. I guess they're subjective. Well, we still have to see what the audience says, but yes. And the judge. I do. He's judging. Yes. (laughs) That's why I've been trying to convince him this entire time and not you. 
I do like to say that he provided excellent statements, but I would also like to say that while we discuss gameplay, it is impossible to just put this one under the microscope and not acknowledge everything Capcom has done with the franchise leading up to this. Everything makes sense when you understand that, as he has said, nothing makes sense in Resident Evil. That's I'd like, is there a way to misquote someone? Like, I just... You could look it up. 104. Look, That's I'm not doubting code. that I said it because, look, Resident also, Evil is crazy. Also, you have said every character is different in every Resident Evil game. Wouldn't every game be different by that very subject matter? Character. Like, personality, not gameplay. I'm, yeah, no, but every no, game you, has to change. Relevance? Every game is different. One is different than two. Two is different than three. Three is different than Code Veronica. And three and Code Veronica were being developed at the same time. Okay. Uh, at the end of the day, I just want people to play Resident Evil Code Veronica the same way everybody talks about one, two, and three. It's the forgotten love child. that It's a redheaded stepchild that nobody wants to love, but I love it. Okay. Also, always have the knife with you. <laughs> we, we should also mention that what usually when we talk about Resident Evil, like he'll bring up Code Veronica and I'll bring up Zero in terms of like the hardest or no opposite. Yeah. Uh, he'll bring up Zero and I'll bring up Code Veronica in terms of like the hardest games in the series. That's the one thing about it though. I want to tell people to play this game, but I'm scared they won't even finish it. The first half of the game with Claire is so much better than when Chris comes in. And then all the things I talk about get dialed up to 11. And it's like, it felt like they did not really plan this very well. Then the ability to soft lock in a lot of areas, like, I just, I don't know. Uh, I would like to go and, like I said, pass preliminary uh, judgment. Um, this effectively comes down to a difference in play styles. Um, which is understandable how that could paint your experience differently. That being said... Something having bad game mechanics does not inherently make it a bad game. Sure. There are right. many games that I've played that don't that really drop it on on game mechanics, but deliver in other elements that make it a game worth playing for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so by that virtue and that virtue alone, I have to judge this based solely on what I've heard about just the mechanics and not how it affects the quality of the game but simply how it could potentially negatively impact someone's experience on the game. Vice versa, I also have to take into account how much a player should put on themselves personal responsibility for not being prepared for something. Mm -hmm. That's also something worth taking into the account. But on the objective basis that just there were things in uh, that th there's possibilities of better choices to have been made that would have made this more welcoming for a first-time player. Especially a first-time player to the Resident Evil series. Which I'm not... It's probably not everybody, because Resident Evil has a lot of brand loyalty. But I'm sure someone out there 
Code Veronica was some their first Resident Evil game. Some strange person who has Code Veronica as the first one. No, you're maybe right. Somebody who got the as, Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, maybe the launch. Dreamcast was someone's first console. Right, right, and I'm, and they probably wouldn't be as critical on these things, of course, or overly critical. The other no, way. no I think it's the no, I know. I do think it's the other way. I do think that someone who has not played the Resident Evil franchise would feel more impacted by these shortcomings. Hmm. And it might negatively paint the Resident Evil franchise for them. Yeah. So from a game design perspective, separate of game quality, I'm going to give this to... I want to call him the antagonist again. Pro- prosecution. <laughs> to the prosecution. Oh, I didn't realize we were selecting someone. Okay. Yeah, that's my whole thing, man. I thought I thought we were you were establishing no. the case, and then the audience would decide. No, I'm but also okay. I saying that my preliminary uh my preliminary judgment is that this seems to lean he- more towards the prosecution's point, but that is separate. From the quality of the game. Yes, which I've mentioned. In I know, my, yeah. I know, but I want to reiterate that mm-hmm. because I do agree. Because even though I'm going to be honest with you, I barely remember the game, but that's because I barely remember fucking anything. I liked Code Veronica when I played it. Both versions. Um, But I do, I, I can see how... Elements of it. Yeah, so like there's... There's a very good possibility that I would have liked Code Veronica no matter what, simply because, like, I was big into Resident Evil. You get me? Like, it took a lot later down the line for a Resident Evil game to make me go, oof. Oh, no, I liked Downpour when it came out. I know. (laughs) I know. So, like I said, for this particular case, I'm giving it to the prosecution. But, at the end of the day, my opinion doesn't matter. This needs to be put before a jury of before a jury of your freaks, mm-hmm. our fellow freaks, our fellow freaks. So to that end, I call out to the fan freaks in the audience. Let us know your judgment by le- by by hitting us up on our Twitter. That's at f a n f r double e k s. How do you feel about specifically the gameplay elements of Code Veronica, and how does it impact your experience as a player at any experience level? You can also find us at our personal uh, social medias. I am at Dr. Rude. That's D-R-M-D. And I'm at Bone King TV. At Adrian Doodliness. There you go. Yeah, so send your complaints there. All righty, freaks. Let's go ahead and jump over to our shout outs. Oh, boy. I want to go ahead. Yeah, well, we need to like we need to have like your list on a backup or yeah, something. I don't know why I always have it like five days backwards. Yeah. No, I'm just saying for when you're not here. Oh, yeah, like yeah. last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> you forgot? I, I, dude, it's a, it's a list, man. You gotta remember. I no. said, I said. I Bob literally Congress just talked about how I can't Google remember anything. <laughs> CJ right. the DJ and the, Lindsay we, misleading, of course. You pretty much got everyone for so, the most part. On that note, uh, I'd like to go ahead and give a shout out to our Hunt Boys, Justin, Jeff, Scott. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you know, being on Party Chat with you guys and talking about the show is one of the joys of my life. It truly is. Cheyenne, thank you for listening. Uh, uh, they've had some very strong opinions about some recent episodes, which have been really funny. Ooh, nice. Uh, well, uh, yeah. what, you have to tell us sometime. Oh, we'll talk about it. Oh. <laughs> um, Not good, obviously. <laughs> and, of course, I'd like to shout out to some of uh, the Bone King's boners. Ooh, yes. Uh, the, the, uh, Tara and Beefy, thank you guys so much. Adrian? 
Uh, Lindsay Misleading is a tennis Atara who's kind of schooling me on musicals. That's right. Yes. Uh, she's yeah, doing can... yes. a, uh, I will show you the world on me right now. <laughs> Uh, Jesus Valentine, go fuck yourself. Uh-huh. Nicholas Uritic, Robot Stone Age, Cody, CJ. Oh my God, they're going to love this episode. I know. <laughs> Jesus and uh, uh, Kehlani. Also, Paul Fusek uh, for listening. Thanks, guys. And Bone King. Alrighty, I want to start this out by giving a quick shout out to Von Condersmite, and I want to give a little extra note because he messaged me on Discord oh. and uh, said, um, "Yeah, I just saw the re- or listened to the most recent episode, and I and it was awesome, and I can't I can't wait to hear the next one." But I saw it was Suicide Squad, so I'm like, "Damn, now I have to watch the movie." So we actually actively got someone to watch someone. it. Yes, yeah, we did That's a thing. Bond also liked our Bond episode. He wants to watch Bond movies now. Ooh. Oh my God, the things we've been meaning to do are oh actually god. happening are we influencers now <laughs> oh my god check out my gram do it for the gram is it supposed to hurt because it's hurting for me it's supposed to hurt? <laughs> uh but yeah no thank you so much Vaughn. um next up beefy sumo oh beefy you'd probably love this episode too because beefy loved my code veronica playthrough um squinty screechy kai uh lindsey misleading uh izumi chinmaru oh, why did i say that weird izumi love you dude uh <laughs> cj to dj and boogle as well as julian the czar and megan people thank you all so much for listening Bye, freaks. I think that's it. Okay. Uh-huh. I move for a, a mistrial. <laughs> I demand a recount. I that's want an appeal. That's not a court thing. Dude, that is isn't a court thing, but afterwards. An appeal is. Yes, but recount is not. Objection. 